0: Hello there, welcome to the world of Pokemon. Welcome to the Battle Science Podcast, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast where we talk about Pokemon Go and all things related to Pokemon Go PvP. I am one of your hosts, Steven, aka Boy in the Woods, joined as always by Jesse, aka Rocket Admin J. Getting the slurping. Don't forget to hydrate. It is August 24th. 2021 we are in the technically this current sulforina season hasn't completed because the finals aren't over but for all of the rest of us that never that didn't make it into what are they in now worlds sounds right something like yeah and they're they're going into the world's tournament um the season's over and we'll, we'll resume in theoretically october like it has before no no announcement officially yet. But we are in late August. We're in a really odd spot in the game. If you didn't already know, I would say. So, waiting on Niantic's response to the Heroes Niantic. Um, the... What GBL was it? GBL
1: Season 9 announcement.
0: Yep. Uh, the next seasonal announcement, this current season has a weekend change weekend change or so left yeah so we're we're in a nice lull i wouldn't surprise me if tomorrow we just get all the info (laughs) such as such as recording a podcast on tuesday and having it go public for podcast services on a friday it happens it's to be expected you know what's not expected patreon supporters our patreon producers (laughs) Thank you to our Patreon producers for the month of August. Dolphin 93, Evo Stevo, Winston the Champ, and Jamar. You can become a Patreon producer by going to patreon.com slash Battlescience and backing us at the $5 tier or higher. Um, Get your name shouted out at the beginning of every episode, every podcast that we have for that month. Um, The other thing you can get by backing us at a dollar or more on patreon is the battle science after dark podcast that is a no holds barred all language available if you didn't already recognize the battle science podcast itself is family friendly battle science after dark is not so family friendly um where we talk about whatever strikes our fancy be it uh angry emotions to pokemon go uh in the last episode we talked about dungeons and dragons god we gushed about dungeons and dragons it was wonderful And we talked about something else last episode, and I don't remember what. Oh, it was the the night before the Pokemon Presents, so we talked about sort of our expectations for the Pokemon Presents. Um, Spoilers! We didn't get Pokemon Pinball, and I'm kind of okay with that.
1: So I started playing the Pokemon Pinball from the original Game Boy because you made me remember how much fun it was. Uh Uh-huh. I played for about an hour and then remembered why I quit playing it.
0: Why did you quit playing it?
1: Bad response time on the the flippers.
0: Oh, yeah. I imagine it's not super fantastic.
1: I uh almost wanted to throw my phone.
0: Ooh, don't do that. Don't do that. No, I was no, no, like, that's no, no, right. No, don't do that. My
1: family hated me playing this game because I would rage.
0: Mm. Well, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, we have a show for you now. Battle Science is primarily a podcast. Most of our listeners are podcast listeners. Of all of the episodes, for you to go over to YouTube.com/slash. The link is in the description because we were we're fifty subscribers, guys. We can get to a hundred. Do we? Fifteen dollars. I have to donate to Extra Life. We can make that sixty-five we need 50 more subscribers on YouTube to get youtube.com slash battle science. It'd be so much easier to link out to the the battle science YouTube, but of all of the episodes for you to go to youtube.com to battle sciences, YouTube channel and, and watch, uh, I would say this is the episode we have this week. Our Pokemon go one Oh one or Pokemon go PVP one Oh one. Um, we have a a PowerPoint presentation. It's technically not PowerPoint; it's a Google Slides. Uh, but we have a presentation to go over um, to to help us break down as much information. This episode is going to be primarily the before a battle, the core mechanics of battling, and your timers and your strategies while in battle. Um, will be next episode. Now, what we're probably going to do is a little bonus episode next week. So we'll have podcast episode this week, rather than a break, podcast episode next week. And then rather than a break, our regular scheduled podcast the week after. So the week after is going to be the beginning of September, and it's going to be wild.
1: We should have a little bit more information and news than what we currently have for this episode.
0: Yes. Because this episode, we'll have, we'll have a, a news roundup. It's one article. And if you're watching the video, you know exactly what it is. But we'll get to that in a moment. Patreon, you can hit us up on Twitter, battle at battle underscore science. Email us battlescience.podcast at gmail.com, etc. Reach reach out to us over on the Discord um all that fun stuff did I mention to you that I have um i already have the community question for this coming week for this for this episode this episode I have a community question okay that would that will then cover not next week but the week after okay. in our next regularly scheduled battle Saints pro okay. uh, podcast do it uh, alrighty let's quit delaying get to playing, uh... That's good. Giddy up now. This is the news roundup. The one and only news story we have for this episode. Because somehow we have, like, nothing... Not that we don't have anything to talk about. We could have gone into the new factions meta that was announced. Um...
1: But no, that you're myself or I are doing factions, and if we were going to talk about factions, we'd want to pull people that have been playing on it.
0: We'll get to all of that later. But yes, you are correct. Um, the only piece of news we have is September's Community Day. So not August, September uh, 19th, I think?
1: It's a Sunday.
0: Sunday, September 19th, 2021, your local time from 11 to 5 p.m. So the double length, even though the COVID bonuses are gone, asterisk, at least for the end of August, we have no idea what Niantic's doing. The double length community days look like they are going to continue. September community day, Asha, watch out. The sea otter Pokemon Oshawott will be featured. Surprise! It's the water type starter from Gen Five. Yes, uh, Unova. Is it Gen Five? Yep. Yep. Uh trainers, we're excited to announce that Oshawott, the Sea Otter Pokemon, will be featured during September's Community Day event features. Oshawott will be appearing more frequently in the wild. It will also be attracted to rainy lure modules. Wait, hold on. Uh, if you're lucky, you, you might encounter a shiny Oshawott. So does that mean if, like, regular lure modules will just be whatever random spawns?
1: I imagine there will be a pool.
0: And then rainy lure modules are just Oshawott? Uh,
1: is that what Does it say just Oshawott?
0: It will, uh, Oshawott will be appearing more frequently in the wild. It will also be attracted to rainy lure modules.
1: So that just means they added it to the spawn pool. Cool. Is reading.
0: Interesting. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Oshawott. If you play for about an hour and shiny check, you will find a shiny Oshawott. You don't if have to be you lucky.
1: Don't, don't, go buy a lotto ticket.
0: Uh Evolve Duat, Oshawott's evolution. During the event or up to two hours afterwards to get a Samurott that knows the charge attack (gasps) Hydro Cannon. Surprise! Who would have guessed? (laughs) Samurott will now be able to learn the charge attack Razor Shell. This attack will be available for Samurott to learn even after the event has concluded.
1: No stats are yet released. No. As of this recording?
0: That... This... This is kind of an oddly generic statement of uh, Samurott will now be able to learn the Charge Attack Razor Shell. So this is like now? Is it now as in when the Community Day starts? I'm confused. Take a few snapshots during Community Day for a surprise. There will be special one-time purchase Community Day box available for 1,280 Pokecoins featuring 50 Ultra Balls, 5 Lucky Eggs, 5 Rainy Lure Modules, and an Elite Fast TM. Dang, that's a lot of Rainy Lure Modules. That makes me think that it's only available in rainy lure modules and not regular lure modules. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see what Australia says. (laughs) I'm sorry, Australia. Um, Or we'll get a data mind ahead of time. Maybe, Probably. Uh, you'll be able to get Oshawa-inspired stickers by spinning Pokestops opening gifts and purchasing them from the in-game shop. Man, I hope they're adorable. They probably will be. For one US dollar or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency, you'll be able to access the o- Oshawa Community Day exclusive special research story from Scalchops chops to scimitars. Semit- There's a pun there and it's it's a little rough one's a little rough this special research will include a rainy lure module as one of its rewards wow they really like the rainy lure modules here don't they
1: i get the feeling that people aren't buying them
0: Mm, i wonder why maybe because their spawn pool has been the same ever since they were released and it's okay shrugs yeah stay tuned for when tickets uh, for the from chops to Scimitar. Special research story goes live. Tickets are non-refundable, subject to applicable law and exceptions set forth in terms of service. Please note that the special research will not include an in-game medal. Yay! <laughs> Bonuses! Three times catch XP. Incense activated during the event will last for three hours. Lure modules activated during the event will last for three hours. Yes. Please be aware of your surroundings and follow the guidelines of local health authorities. When playing Pokemon go upcoming events are subject to change. Be sure to follow us on social media, opt in to put receiving push notifications and subscribe to our emails to stay updated for the latest on in-game events and feature updates. Be sure to check this help center article, the Pokemon go team. You put a comment there. It's the Pokemon go team. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm not surprised. I don't know. I'm also underwhelming
1: of a community. I mean, it, it's one that everybody's known is coming. But uh-huh. at the same time, it's it's an interesting debate because Hydro Cannon is one of these staple water type moves mm-hmm. as far as charge moves go. We have no information on Razor Shell. And for it to be running double water over its other potential moves is kind of eh.
0: Yeah, because it's got Megahorn, which is a bug type move.
1: Which hits a lot of things really well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Especially Grass. Yeah. Which is its main counter. Yeah. Um, It has Fury Cutter as a fast move, which I think is the primary fast move. Yeah. Because it's got a faster charge.
1: I believe so. I haven't paid too much attention to it, to be honest.
0: And allows for some pretty good coverage. So, Uh, Yeah. um, I mean, I'm excited because Oshawa is adorable, and I picked Oshawa when I played pokemon black and white so i mean i'm excited so but yeah its performance is it's i think a little bit too attack weighted yeah uh samurott to be like the premier water type
1: ultra it's outshined by swampert which you know most waters do
0: yep um i don't think we'll see a water type starter that will outshine and Swampert.
1: Empoleon is still a better option than Samurai in Ultra.
2: Mm. <sighs> yeah,
1: so, Not much it's going to benefit. If it's going to play in a cup setting, it'll be an incredibly niche one at best. So, It's triple XP for catch, so that's a good excuse if you're trying to grind XP to maybe grab a couple lucky eggs or save up some for that event. And even then, if you don't want to really hunt for Oshawa, because you said it's three-hour incense?
0: Or is yes. it just three-hour lures? Uh, both.
1: I don't know if they'll fix it, like, for EV Community Day. Uh, the second half of EV Community Day, we had someone in our group pop a Meltan box. It only worked for an hour, but there's a chance it could bug. And if it works for three hours, that's three hours of Meltan. If it only works for one hour, you still get the catch experience either way. So. Mm-hmm. That might be one of the first community days I throw a Meltan box on. (laughs) 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 This is coming from someone who's already got their level 50 melt metal.
0: Wow. You have the Hundo? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Hundo level 50? Yeah. Uh, You working on Best Buddy then? I already have it. Oh. Well, look at you.
1: I'm very efficient when it comes to Meltan boxes.
0: Mm. Oh, I'm more thinking of. Best Buddies, but yeah, yeah, that too.
1: So my three level 50s that I did for the research were Melmetal, Gyarados, and Machamp.
0: Mm. Oh, right, right, right. Because you need... Do you need to get to Best Buddies? No. You just, just have to have... Ha- you just have to have... Oh, no, 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 no. no. Okay, I'm thinking it's wrong. I'm thinking of something else. Um, the To get to level 50, you have to get Pokemon to level 50.
1: Yes, you have, you have there's to level one that up. used. To, it right. used to be a lot more, but they reduced it down to three.
0: What did it used to be? Like five, seven? Yeah. Why seven? Why not six? Like a squad from the yeah. main team? That would make too much sense. It would make too much but sense. But
1: with how difficult it is to get XLs outside of community day spawns or melt metal, and for an example, I think melt metal is the give me, give me one.
0: Oh yeah, it's so easy. It's a guaranteed. Th- three yeah xl candy per catch you can get a Meltan box every three days yep and it spawns every 30 seconds Yeah,
1: so you can get those fairly easy um that is granted you know how to get a box
0: yeah which i mean if you have the pokemon home app there's i'm sure there's tutorials on you on youtube oh yeah so for
1: sure but oshawa easy. community day it's You're hoping you're not working, but you said there's more of a likely a chance he will be.
0: It's a weekend. It (laughs) is a weekend. It's also a Sunday, which is usually one of the days uh, my buddy has off already. So, um, yeah, if anything, I'm probably getting if I'm getting any time off on in September, it's going to be weekdays because that's when the manager works already. And me as the assistant manager, I can have that time off and he can be working all days. Because um, we actually sort of trade off. Um, he works mornings, I work afternoons. So we'll see. Who knows?
1: Yep. But Oshawa, it's. Samurott's an interesting shiny. If you haven't had a chance to look at it, go ahead. There's, it's sick. It's. I want to say it's like dark blue. Yes. From memory, I didn't pay too much attention because it's like, eh, it's just
0: meh. Samurott shampoo. <laughs>
1: like a navy isn't it yes yeah and then its horn is like orange
0: i would liken it to a bronze okay there we go
1: uh samurai is oh that's a youtube video <laughs> also one of the options for the new uh rcs game or oshawott yes so good pr move on their part to put it out this month
0: Uh, I mean, after the announcement, maybe they thought that far ahead. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not give too much credit. Yeah. I mean, in this article, it's not like to celebrate because because if they did for like the Arceus thing, it would be I would have figured it'd be August. And then they would have also said, oh, here's a Cynequil, Oshawott and what was the third one? Rowlet. Rowlet, The one we don't have yet. Do you think we get that in January then? With Arceus, or January, February, or whenever it's whenever it's coming out, we get an event, and then the three starters are spawning in the wild. If we don't
1: get the Alolan starters by the end of January next year, then it's a summer event. Hmm. Okay. (gasps) Because with Alola, I think Hawaii, I think beaches, of course, winter for us is summer for other places. Yeah. So, who knows?
0: Pure speculation on our part. Yeah. Hmm. Spotlight hour is over. I can close the game. Did you get your scoge yet? Ooh, I caught them. <sighs> Sorry. I caught some. Caught some? That's it. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. I did the thing. We've been there. We've done that. We've gotten some candy. Uh... <laughs> That's funny.
1: Steven's doom scrolling in the middle of the podcast. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Funny jokes about the NFL license, uh, NFL video game license that I guess EA might be losing, which is e- like. E, E, E. E. Which is fine. This is fine.
1: Is so it time for our special presentation?
0: Uh. Welcome to a special presentation. I'm trying to do like the like Disney VHS.
1: Welcome. To a Battle Science Podcast
0: production. The like you get the weird like motion graphic thing. Trailers for movies coming soon. On like the VHSs, and you're like, I hate this. I have I wish I could have a I wish I could step into the future and have a button that I could instantly skip these. Uh, those are jokes okay we certainly do have a thing to do let me hit some buttons and make sure
1: nothing breaks there
0: we go voila okay this is probably the reason you're here if you don't know about pokemon go pvp this is part one theoretically of two parts of what I'm calling the preseason primer, because this is a
1: project you've had in the works for quite a while.
0: I wanted to do something like this last year for last year's Silverina, and this is for uh, average listeners of the Battle Science podcast. I'm sorry, you're probably going to tune out here, and that's okay. Or you'll put this on in the background. You'll you'll either turn off the podcast, pause the podcast, never come back, or you'll tune us out here. <laughs> And you'll never come back. Or you'll tune us out. You'll be doing stuff around the house. You'll be talking to your kids. You missed the spot. Uh, (laughs) You know, we'll just be on in the background talking about things you already know. Maybe there'll be a little couple of nuggets of information that you don't know. But we're here presenting this today. One, because... There's literally no other information to go over. (laughs) We somehow timed this incredibly well with basically no news to cover in the world of Pokemon Go. But also to bring a little bit more of a reasonable, hopefully reasonable, intro into Pokemon Go PvP. So this is what I'm calling the 2021 preseason primer or the 2021 Silph Arena preseason primer. This is before we get into the next season of of the Silph Arena. Anyone that's interested in participating in PvP, especially into Silph Arena's PvP, um, this is for you. This is
1: more or less our tool of introduction for anybody that has never done PvP or has done the Rockets, and you want to learn how to be a little bit better, or if you're one of those people, like a couple of our... uh, senior citizens in our Pokemon Go group and our local group that don't know how to PVP and get very frustrated when they don't win in certain matchups or scenarios, here's why.
0: Uh, When you say senior citizens, I feel offended for them. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Uh, Let me hydrate, hold on. So
1: this is more or less an introduction. It's going to be...
0: It's in two parts. So this episode is basically all prep. This is before the battle. So this is like the basics. Maybe you've played Pokemon Go before. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've played a couple of rounds in Go Battle League. Maybe you haven't. This is the base information before going into Pokemon Go PvP.
1: We're here to help you set up and learn how to.
0: The next episode will be the battle mechanics and strategy. So we'll start next episode with basically breaking down the very beginning of a battle, your resources, your timers, etc. And then strategy like third shield and uh, charge move priority and things that if you're new to Pokemon Go or Pokemon Go PvP are going right over your head right now. And that's okay. We're here to help.
1: This is also a way for us to show you the pros and cons, more or less, of PvP.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if you're confused, you have questions. Uh, if someone's watching in Twitter or on Twitch live and has questions, wants to point out a grammatical error, um, or has additional information you want to point out, do feel free to. If you have questions after the fact, Please, 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 please feel free to ask via all of the links in which we shared before. So, uh, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Discord, email, all of that stuff. Um, snail mail is unfortunately not available. Um, we don't have a P.O. box. That stuff's expensive. Um, sure. maybe someday. Um, but do feel free to ask questions. Um, We can refine this for next year's preseason primer. This episode and the next episode are basically every podcast from here on till we do it again is I'm going to in housekeeping. I'm going to refer back to this episode. If you are listening to the Battle Science podcast somehow you stumbled upon us and you want to know more about Pokemon Go PvP, you'll turn back into this episode to, to know more. So. We've rattled on about what this episode is going to be. Let's actually talk about Pokemon Go PvP and Sylph Sylph Arena Season 4, correct?
1: Oh, that was the other thing I was going to point out. Not only are we in between Sylph Arena Season 4, we're also between our GBL Season 9.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: So this is a great way to learn how to play PvP before either of those start.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Slide 1. This was a the is PVP right for me? Now if you take that literally, is it right for me, Stephen? Um it's okay. It's okay for me, you know, outside looking in, is it right for you, listener? Timmy, Alex.
1: And this was Sarah, this was one of the right core foundations of what we built this series on because we have locals in our group that said, I don't really understand PVP. Should I be concerned about it? Should be something I wait
0: put time into that. It it begs it. So Pokemon go is open-ended. Yeah. A lot of games are, I would say. Um, but Pokemon go like many games is open-ended in that you don't have to play PVP. Um, There are plenty of people that are questioning, you know, is PvP good? There's people that have salty natures that are like, oh, all of these community days are PvP focused. They're not me focused or whatever. Uh, Is PvP within Pokemon Go right for you? So if you enjoy competitive play, you want an activity within Pokemon Go that is more than waiting a whole lot in a raid timer, in a raid lobby, and tapping, which, I mean, if you boil it down, PvP is a lot like that, but not like that. If you want to engage with the community more, if you want additional rewards and exclusive rewards, uh, if you want a better way to showcase your collection of Pokemon, other than staying in your box and looking at them and having fond memories. And throwing um, them in gyms. Throwing them in gyms. Um... And, well, then if you like any combination of of those, PvP might be right for you. So it's not for everyone. You might play a bit of it, not find it enjoyable. Leave that's okay. That's okay. But if you are interested in it, we'll get into how to better enjoy it. How to I guess to at this
1: point, it. if it's not for you, we thank you for your time. <laughs>
0: you have, you know. There's plenty of other things to, to go do. You can pause this episode and never come back to it. That's okay. I just, I don't know why, but it's like, you can pause this episode and leave and never come back to it. And for whatever reason, I'm thinking of like Michael Jordan from The Last Dance, and I took personal events to that. <laughs> uh, hey, I loved your podcast. I stopped listening and never came back to it. And I took personal events to that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I proceeded to, to, to dominate. Them on the basketball court and putting up fifty six points <laughs> and twenty rebounds. Uh, so, if you're hearing us talk about Go Battle League GBL within Pokemon Go, and then are maybe questioning what is Sulferina, Arena, this thing that we're referring to, let's break it down for you. Go Battle League is within Pokemon Go. It is Niantic Run. It is you putting it together a team of three Pokemon. I did. I said three. I did four fingers. <laughs> I, I saw. Yeah. A team of three. You don't know who you're going up against and, and thus it's referred to as blind. It's a uh, blind teams pick three. Um, they are, they have brief metas that usually last a week or two within each season, each Go Battle League season correlates with the overall season within Pokemon Go. At least now that's the case. It yeah. wasn't always. Um, let's see. They're remote battles, so you can play them anywhere you have any network connection, be it good or bad. Uh, <laughs> thus, the 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 joking name, GBL Go Battle Lag... Um, anywhere you have a okay network connection, you can play a battle, which also might mean you have a bad experience with your um, lag desynchronizing Um So for those who are not issues.
1: familiar with what lag is, it's when you go to use a charge move and you're right. tapping your screen furiously and somehow you die.
0: Well, and nothing happens. Or and- if you're tapping the screen and literally nothing is happening. You know, sometimes that's
1: it's it's an example of lag or desync. Yeah.
0: If you want to go to Twitter, look up Go Battle Lag. <laughs> There's somebody yep. that's running that Twitter account and it's it is humorous at least. At least. <laughs> um let's see. Go Battle League also has exclusive poses as end of season rewards. It has item and encounter rewards for the end of your sets. Now your sets are five battles against different opponents. Um, you have five sets a day. So five sets of five battles. Generally speaking, Go Battle Knights you have what? A hundred battles total? Mm-hmm. So 25 sets. Um, the other thing that Go Battle League does is it rotates between your basically Pokemon level leagues. So you have your Great League, which is 1,500 CP, Ultra League, which is 2,500 CP, and Master League, which is an unlimited CP. And we'll get into what CP is here in the next couple of slides. Um, But basically that is 1,500 Great League, which is a lot more Pokemon eligible, which means you'll encounter a lot of different things, and is generally cheaper to run as far as uh, your overall cost of resources. Um, Ultra is a bit more expensive, and Master League is generally um, generally occupied with a lot of legendaries, um, a lot of raid Pokemon because you're looking for 100 percent Pokemon, maxed out stats, uh, maxed out levels, all of that stuff. And again, so if you're that someone that
1: later. raids mm-hmm. frequently Master and you're League. looking to transition into PvP, Master League is probably a good spot. Mm-hmm but that's limited to GBL.
0: Yes, Go Battle League. Um let's see. And again, those have 3 month long seasons. Yep. So every 3 months Niantic will rotate the seasonal theme. I think this season was not Explorers. Discovery. Was it Discovery or was it uh Season of Legends?
1: That was the one prior.
0: So, Season of Legends, Season of Discovery. We'll see what this next season is.
1: Beginning of September.
0: Season of Brilliant Shining? I don't know. It might tie in with the the new main series games. We'll find out.
1: I'll go through the Silph Arena if you don't mind. Go for it. So, Silph Arena is the one that I think we, as a group, as a podcast and a streaming service, started on. Silph Arena is where we had our foundation um,
0: where we're still focused, I would say.
1: Yeah. Was it three years now? Three years that we started with the Boulder Cup, and our first stream was in Seattle with the yeah. Pokemon Group. Yeah, we
0: started we started streaming Pokemon Go with the first months, with the first Silph Arena Cup. Which was um, Boulder Cup.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So and the difference with Silph Arena is you have teams of six, and you pick three of those six when you go to fight your opponent. Mm-hmm. Both teams are visible. So you see your opponent's six Pokemon, mm-hmm. and they see your six Pokemon.
0: It's kind of like playing Uno, but you can see each other's cards. You don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to play them, yeah. but you can see each other's cards, which I have not played Uno recently. I can't imagine that's an enjoyable way to play Uno. <laughs> that's got to be a weird way to play Uno.
1: So the difference of Silph Arena versus Go Battle League, in Go Battle League, you're just randomly placed against five different people in your set. With, Go ba- with Silph Arena, you play the best out of three matches against one opponent and then move on based on how many rounds are in the tournament. Silph Arena is tournament-focused. GBL is not. Uh, there are different thematic metas every month. For example... The Boulder Cup we were talking about was limited to rock, steel, fighting, and ground, I believe. That sounds right. And it was a limit of 1,500 CP.
0: So within Great League.
1: Um, each month has a different theme. And it's not just types. Sometimes it's concepts. Like there was one, I want to say last year, where it was you had to pick one Pokemon from each generation to complete your team of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unova, I don't know if Galarra was around at that time, and Alola were kind of clumped into the last slot together.
0: Uh-huh. These were ge- the generations of the Pokemon main series games. Correct. So the Originally the handhelds, now they're going on to Switch, which I guess is also considered a handheld yeah. semantics.
1: But so the one thing that Self Arena does offer is every month there's a unique twist or concept that you have to build a team around. Um, it's community driven. Sylph Arena was originally derived of PvP came out, and people were like, "We want to battle against each other in tournament settings."
0: This was before, so Go Battle League was actually released a year after. A year after, so the PvP mechanics and feature within Pokemon Go was released. There wasn't a structure for battles, so the Sylph Arena was created, and then was it a year later? Some months later. Niantic put out the matchmaking system that was Go Battle League. Correct. So
1: uh, There are live or monthly remote tournaments. Live, When we say live tournaments, we talk about a period of one day where you play over a couple of hours based on how many participants are in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then the monthly long ones are where, for example, when we host in our Discord server the Self Arena tournaments, we'll say, okay we'll start it the second week of, let's say we start in October this season. We'll say maybe the second or third week in October. And then you schedule with your opponents to play on a certain day and a certain time that works best for you and that opponent for that round. You play your match resort, report your results. And then as soon as everyone can finish and as quickly as possible, we move on to the next round in the tournament, but that's something else for a later discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, Sylph Arena is Great League focused. It has been for the entirety of its conception.
0: The in individual competition where it's you against, matched up against other people, um, and your rank is solely based on your own performance, is Great League focused. There is a team-based organized competition, um, which is called the Sylph Factions. That does have... A person in your team can play different, between different metas or different um, of the league, so Great League, Ultra League, Master League, um, but that is the only instance in which the Silphurina has gone into hot leagues higher than Just great, great League, league. Um, that has actually been relevant.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the great benefits or that we've...
0: Ranked, I should say.
1: One of the great benefits that we've had the awesome experience to have is... Through Silph Arena, you do have to make friendships with the person you're battling.
0: You have to be cordial to the person you're battling. <laughs> I would hope you would make f- new friends along the way. Right. Um, just like, you know, the the video games or the TV series where, you know, you meet people along your Pokemon journey and you're making friends and such. You don't have to. It's not required. Um, but it nowhere, is... Nowhere am I going to be like, have you made your... Your monthly allocation (laughs) of friends. Yeah.
1: The one thing that Sylph sets us apart from the uh, GBL is GBL you just randomly queue through their own matchmaking system. With Sylph Arena, you jump in a server, you jump in a Discord, some other form of social networking.
0: At some point, you'll meet face-to-face. Yeah. We'll get back to
1: that in some (laughs) point. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason I say you have to make friends is because you have to physically send that person, your friend code. And then once you do, you're able to battle each other remotely as friends. Yeah. And that's how self does it. Mm-hmm. It used to be, you could just meet up in person and scan the QR code or just do the same kind of thing, exchange friend codes fairly quickly to uh, establish that friend connection. Because I want to say it was two years ago prior to the pandemic to battle a friend remotely, you had to be ultra or higher. When COVID hit, they removed that ultra level friendship requirement. Yeah, that is true. So now, thankfully, uh, Niantic has allowed us to battle at even below great friends.
0: Yeah, you just have to have like uh, be, be on your friends, have the person on your friends list, and have I think one interaction, which basically right. means sending sending a gift and having that person open it. Right. So
1: I'm probably going a little too much on this one, but it's just, it's been a great experience for both Steven and myself. We've gone to places we would never have gone before. We've gone to mega tournaments hosted by this group with, I would say what th- we had 300 participants in Portland.
0: I don't know. It was a lot.
1: Um, so another keynote is the most of the battles for self arena right now taking place are done remotely they originally were done in person. You would go somewhere, and that's what, what a live tournament was. Mm-hmm. But with everything going on right now with COVID, there's a chance that eventually we'll get back to in person. But for now, they're holding out on just remote.
0: Yeah. Self's, within Sylph's rule set, the battles have to be remote.
1: Right. They don't want to have anybody getting hurt, injured, sick, anything negative. Yeah. yeah. So just to be safe, we, everyone's been... The last year we did all remote. Yeah, and then the benefit of Self Arena is unlike GBL, you can you can choose to play ranked, where you're credited for your wins and losses, or you can play unranked, where you can run whatever combinations, and even if you lose, it's still a great way to learn PvP.
0: I'd like to correct you that you're credited for your wins losses and buys um, <laughs> yes but Steven, that's a...
1: they are representative uh expert in
0: the buy all right fun fact if a tournament the way that these tournaments are organized is what's called swiss so you're everyone's no one's eliminated in the middle of a tournament um, everyone plays every round if you have an odd number of players one person can't play nobody so Guess what happens? That person that's at the very bottom of the leaderboard that doesn't have anyone that's matched up against automatically gets the win. Now that win is put towards their win column within Sylph's stat thing to calculate your rank. So realistically, you didn't play against anyone, but you technically got a win, which then I guess I would put it in quotes inflates
1: your rank right because you go three zero against no one
0: yeah you yeah so it's weird i don't like it if i mean you can't <laughs> tell um it's odd and it's a gripe that i've not let go of um <laughs> so my headst- comes- my headstone literally might read like steve here lies steven nelson why does a buy count as a win self? why <laughs> I'll never let it
1: go. So these are the two primary formats of PVP. There are other outlets within the circumference of PVP, mm-hmm. but go battle league and soul arena are the two biggest
0: outlets. These are the the yeah, the the two biggest outlets, the two biggest structured outlets. There it actually was I was hearing about a handful of other um basically tournaments that are being organized by other organizations um one of which that actually is has like a prize pool like you know a legitimate esport it's like $10,000 prize, prize pool which is like Samsung woo! did a
1: tournament not too long ago
0: Samsung did that one uh, didn't end great um uh-huh. uh, uh oh jmar's coming in with some clarification some really great granular stuff here clarification on that ranking a buy win so when you, the win that you get as part of a buy, is less than beating elite rank, for example. Now an elite rank is rather high within the silver Arena rankings. If you don't know the ranking order, um, to finish JMR's um, clarification here, so strength of opponent does influence that rank weight. So it still counts as a win. It's not statistically as I don't know, successful as a win, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how to really <laughs> That's more put it. Want to get into yeah, it's a little more little more granular than I think, I don't know, it, it, beginners might understand. But, you know, go look into that stuff. Um, I would love to see... JMR, do you have a resource of, like, the ranking stuff? Because um, I'd love to see that. Uh you ready for the next slide? Let's go to the next slide. Type effectiveness: rock, paper, lizard, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock, <laughs> but like three times more complicated. Um, if again, YouTube is your friend here. The video portion has a infographic that is so clean from Sylph, uh, Sylph's website, actually. So sylph.gg slash how 2 build-your-pvp-team um a pokemon go type effectiveness chart with uh the attack attacker's type basically or the the attacks type and then the defender's type and then if a move is neutral if it's going to be super effective if it's going to be not very effective or it's going to be double resisted Ah, thanks, Jamar. Let's see. So, it's very complicated because there's... A, a Pokemon and Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go borrows the core mechanics, the the core sort of structure from what we call the main series games. If you hear MSG with whenever we talk about something, that's going to be the main series games or the core series games. So that's the the ones that
1: mostly came out on the Game Boys, your red, your blue, your yellow, gold, Mm -hmm. silver, all the versions.
0: I'm not going to read out this type effectiveness chart. This is why the audio podcast will be slightly less informative than the video podcast uh, or than the video format because we have nice little pictures here to help better illustrate things. Um, There is the links to go to these sites. We'll put links all up in the doobly-doos and all that stuff.
1: even for experienced players, some of these are pretty straightforward. You would think, yes, fire would beat grass because it lights the things on fire. Uh And water would beat fire because water puts out fire. And then you get to things like steel. That should be weak to electric, but it resists it.
0: Weird, right? And then... Uh, let's see. Steel resists grass. Of course, it's weak to fire. That makes sense. But it also resists psychic.
1: Another one that I think te- uh, Proto Man likes to point out a lot is how does Fighting beat
0: Steel? You punch it really hard, <laughs> like really hard. I'm gonna go punch a
1: wall. We'll test that theory. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: go. I'm gonna go punch this car. Let's find out. <laughs> does Steven break his hands find out next time
1: <laughs> so there's even for experienced players like myself and Steven you sometimes forget certain matchups there is a lot to remember
0: my knowledge of it is psychic ghost dark and poison is very bad there's there's sort of your rock paper scissors And then there's your not rock, paper, scissors loadouts. Um, But suffice it to say, you should learn your matchups. Um, It's very important. It is one of the layers, one of the key layers of the foundation of Pokemon Go. Um, But the one thing to note is Pokemon type advantage. Just because one move is super effective against the type of a Pokemon, doesn't guarantee your victory. Nope. So just because your Lucario with counter and power-up punch is super effective against Snorlax Snorlax doesn't mean it's going to win. It's probably going to win, unless that Snorlax has, the. you get into shield advantage and all of this other stuff. There are ways to win losing scenarios.
1: And it's not type effectiveness is a part of the puzzle.
0: Yes. So numbers, we're gonna get into like just the 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 toppest levels of numbers, just the skim that little bit of foam that's on top of a latte of the numbers of type effectiveness. So any any move that is super effective against a Pokemon is going to be doing. 1.6 times the, the normal damage. If it is a neutral move, so say let's go a normal uh a normal attack on a normal Pokemon. So say um Vigoroth is using body slam on another Vigoroth. That's going to be doing body slams base damage. Technically, although there's stab. Yep, yeah, but that's another thing. We'll we'll get to that here in a moment. The super effective damage. Now, here's the funny thing: normal type, no normal move is super effective against another type. Normal's just don't doesn't have. Normal is an incredibly blah type because it's not super effective against any uh, any one type. Um, so say, fighting type against. A normal type the counter or a power-up punch is going to be doing 1.6 times the amount of damage against a normal type than it would against another fighting type because it's super effective against that normal type now not very effective if say a fighting type is using counter against a flying type it's going to be doing 0.625 times the damage. So it's not going to be doing full damage. It's going to be doing less. Now because
1: the flying resists the fighting. Exactly.
0: Now here's the weird thing. The immunity or double resisted. So immunity is would be the phrase in the main series games. In Pokemon Go there actually isn't such thing as immunity. So in the main series game if you used a for example
1: a, a normal type against a ghost, yes,
0: nothing happens. It basically the move is ineffective. Yes, they the there's a, a bit of text that appears on screen. Nothing happened. You the this pokemon used uh, body slam on haunter. Nothing happened. Because it goes right through it. There's there's no damage taken. Now in Pokemon Go Math things and a a more fast-paced battle system, actual damage is still happening. But it is basically double resisted. It turns into a 0.39 times the damage. So you're looking at around 0.4 times the standard amount of damage, which is considerably less. Um,
1: It's still doing damage, but mm -hmm. just... Very bad,
0: very, very little, and that only happens in key scenarios um if you look at the chart here, uh things that are double resisted um it's not very often um and ghost has two of them of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of eight of the double resisted ghost has double resisted against normal and fighting, so ghost is. Looking good. Now double effective. Double effective is interesting here. Because not every Pokemon has only one type. There are Pokemon that have two types. When a Pokemon has two types that are both weak to the attack, so let's use a common example of Obama Snow. As a grass ice type, or grass and an ice type, both of those types are weak to fire type. And if something hits a f- if something throws a fire type attack at Snow, it will take double the super effective. Well, not mathematically. It, it's what's called double effective. So that multiplier is two point five six times the damage. And again, that is only when a Pokemon has both of its types weak to the type that it's being hit with. So math (laughs) generally speaking just know the concepts when it comes to these damage multipliers it's not you can big brain play pokemon go pvp and know the math and statistics and stuff but it's better to have more practical knowledge and generally know your type matchups and know what's what each pokemon that you're using is going to be super effective against and what you're going to resist right so
1: So, for example, if you lead a Squirtle and I lead a Charmander, I know that's a very disadvantageous matchup for myself. Yes. And to prolong that fight in certain scenarios is not a good option.
0: You're going to want to try and switch the odds into your favor.
1: But there's also advanced mechanics where keeping that in might not be a bad idea either, but that's something we'll get to in a later discussion.
0: It's next episode, baby. Where's my mouse? There's my mouse. Okay. Stats. Breakdown. If I didn't confuse you enough already with numbers. (laughs) Here we go. We're going to try and go top level here. Because stats are somewhat important and are what we use to determine if a Pokemon is going to be okay or not
1: or as steven likes to call it butts
0: oh butt cheeks (laughs) well i mean (laughs) yes lucario has a great moveset its stats make it butt cheeks
1: (laughs) what's the asterisk to butt cheeks what do you mean (laughs) can you give the crowd an explanation
0: of what butt cheeks is (laughs) oh i mean because we're a family-friendly podcast i can't call something bad dirty language
1: right so you just say bad it's just just bad
0: i just say no i just say butt cheeks it's a more direct analogy to what I would want to call it, but I can't call it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. We could maybe determine the tiers in which, like, bad, butt cheeks, doo-doo, stinky doo-doo, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We can we can maybe determine that later.
1: Put that on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, I
0: mean, I do want to do just the... I'll have to show you the sketch of what okay. the butt cheek shirt would look like. So yeah. Um could you imagine a mug and it just has just like it's the it's just the drawn outline of a pair of cheeks. Pair of cheeks, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's some butt cheeks right there. That's some that's some bad coffee. Uh all right. Base stats. Pokemon Go simplifies the absolute heck out of the main series games stats. I'm not going to go into crazy numbers, details on the main series games. I've been warned against that. Yeah. Um, Suffice it to say, Pokemon Go translates that information into... translates the information and stats and stuff from the main series games into Pokemon Go. I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty on how it translates and all of that stuff, but we'll just break down the most important bits here so your pokemon's base stats when it comes to pokemon go attack defense and stamina aka hp uh health points if you don't play a whole lot of video games yeah um
1: speed is non-existent
0: shy so wasn't gonna reference it but yes at um, least that one speed was in the main series is in the main series games it Does of tweak numbers here within Pokemon Go, but it's not visible and it doesn't matter. Yeah, basically, every Pokemon has the base stats of attack, defense, and stamina of the species, which are
1: each evolution.
0: Yes, so each species, so each species evolution has its own base stats every
1: pokedex number has its own core stats
0: uh sorry i'm gonna asterisk that because things like deoxys that have different forms have different base stats
1: right but in pokemon go those are each individual reference dexes
0: are they dex numbers interesting
1: well they're not separated dex numbers it's you click that pokemon and it has different forms
0: Big old wacky looking <laughs> asterisk, asterisk made out of crayon. <laughs> um, so. The example we have on screen here, Nido uh, is Nido Queen. And we'll we'll get to Nido Queen here in a second. But when we're talking about base stats, Nido Ran Female, Nido Rina, and Nido Queen all have different base stats. When it comes to attack, defense, and stamina. The other thing to keep in mind, and we, the reason we have these screenshots on here, is that each individual Pokemon has its own stats as well. Stat distribution. Those are called IVs or individual values. So when you catch a Pokemon that is a 100, say if you're doing raids and stuff, it has 15 out of 15 attack, 15 out of 15 defense, 15 out of 15 HP that has a, that is a, what we call a hundred percent hundo, all that stuff. Um, that has max individual values, but it's still played. It still has the modifiers of its species base stats. So in this particular instance, we're looking at two needle Queens of mine, both within the great league parameter with the base stats or the, Species stats for Queen: of an attack stat of 117.7 a defense stat of 6 116.5 which actually I think this is averaged out somehow within PV poke but quick grab anyway a defense stat of 116.5 and a stamina stat of 139 the benefit here what we're looking at in general for Pokemon Go to determine if a Pokemon is good is its species stats are going to have a lower attack and a higher defense and hp for pvp for pvp now for raids you want attack you want as much attack as possible as fast as possible because you're looking at a, a timed match you want to beat that raid boss as quick as possible. One, because you get more bonuses. And two, raid to, uh, the raid lobbies are long enough. Why not make that raid battle a little bit faster? There's
1: a reason why people tell you not to use Blissey or Snorlax in
0: raids. Speed runs. Um, <laughs> so within Pokemon Go, when we're looking ahead at Pokemon that are going to come out, we're looking for Pokemon that have high defense and high stamina. The reasons why... Top level attack is the attack stat is two times weighted when it comes to your combat power, which is what determines if a Pokemon is within Great League, Ultra League, or Master League. Um, So if we have a lower attack but higher defense and stamina, that means we're getting more stats within a lower CP. It's a little. So
1: for the example. In Great League, you want to keep your Pokemon below 1,500 CP. Pokemon like Greninja tend to have higher attack basic value. They're In the main series games, it's an attack and speed-focused Pokemon, which in Pokemon Go PvP, you don't want that because it doesn't translate well. The way the CP formula, Combat Power Works in Pokemon Go, is it's one-point attack, half a point in HP or defense. So things that are more defensive, slow weighted,
0: point that at you. you.
1: The things that are more defense weighted and uh, HP focused are going to get more stat growth over their powering up than something that's attack weighted. Because if I power up a Pokemon once and it's one point in HP and defense, it's two points in attack. Mm-hmm. So you'll get to that cap slower if a Pokemon's base attack is lower.
0: So, and actually, I, let me pull up my two Queens in my game, and I can tell you exactly what the levels are. Um,
1: right, because, like, on screen here, you have one that has 14 attack, mm-hmm. 15 defense, and 15 HP, versus one that has one attack, 15 defense and 9 hp 9 or 8
0: 8 or 9 hp yeah that means that less c uh, there's going to be a lower cp increase because of the attack and a higher cp increase because of the defense and hp right so
1: so one um, of those is a lower level than the yes. other yes
0: so because one of these the one with a 14 attack has a higher attack stat it is a lower level it's kind of marginal looking at the two screenshots um, the amount of cp it gains per level up is higher and thus it's a lower level just do a quick shiny check on this button. I'll be here priorities you know <laughs> um let's see nido queen now you
1: might be asking what does cp mean why does that matter it's the overall performance of and longevity of that pokemon's performance in competitive
0: so the 1485 cp nidoqueen 14 15 15 so 14 attack 15 um, hp 15 or no, 15 hp 15 defense is a level 21 at 1485 um, which means its stats are at where a level 21 would be The 1497 is a 115.9. That is at level 23. So what is that? Two. Two points of level difference. Two whole levels difference. Which means it's going to have. Slightly better stats. Because it's a higher level. Than. The 1485. Than the higher attack weighted. It's a little complicated. When it comes to the breakdown here. It's. Also not incredibly relevant, and I believe that's what the next slide.
1: Yeah. Uh, before you jump into that, let me uh, plug in these advanced IV stats, and I can give you specific numbers.
0: Okay. Um, suffice it to say, between the Pokemon's base stats, its individual values.
1: Was your second one an eight or a nine? In um, nine. nine.
0: Okay. The Pokemon's level. The, all of those numbers correlate into what its combat power is. So right. th- there are Pokémon like Smurgle that have such low stats that it will not get above 600 or so. 600 900 CP, it will not be el- it will not be relevant within Great League.
1: So um plugging in the two different numbers mm-hmm. into one of the resources that we commonly use, PV Poke. Mm-hmm. The 1485 has a base stat set of 118.7 attack, 115 defense, Mm -hmm. 135 stamina. Whereas the other one has a 115.9 attack. Mm -hmm. There's the difference in the attack. Mm -hmm. A 120 defense and a 138 stamina. So the one on the right is technically going to survive longer than the one on the left. Where the one on the left will do slightly more damage because of its higher attack stat. Mm-hmm. But overall, the longevity in PvP is what you're going for.
0: Okay. That might be a little confusing.
1: That's a lot of numbers. I apologize.
0: No. Uh, and, well, this whole slide might be a little confusing. If you've got questions, feel free to ask. Just don't tweet at us, is this Pokemon good? Because <laughs> that frustrates me. Seeing. Uh, Jerry Seawolf and Kakuna Matata. Jerry Seawolf writes a lot of the um, articles on breakdowns of new Pokemon and breakdowns of uh, upcoming metas. Uh, Kakuna Matata is the one that runs PV Poke. A lot of people tweet at them. Hey, is this Pokemon good? Which one should I power up? There's two of them. And it's like they make resources to tell you <laughs> that specific question, that, to give you the answer to those specific questions they themselves ha- are human beings with lives of their own there's not a team they are individuals go use the resources yeah so please don't tweet at us with hey is this good um, and i totally expect like jmr or somebody to tweet at <laughs> us right now
1: he's going to bring that smirkle hey, uh, <laughs> hey is this good hey is this will this be good in
0: great league ever <laughs> no no
1: but if you have questions on what things are technically considered good one, we'll get to that in another slide here shortly. Mm-hmm. And two, we have an amazing community of PvPers on our Discord. You are more than welcome to jump in and join in the shenanigans <laughs> and ask questions there.
0: Okay. <laughs> <J-Y>. <laughs> so
1: I feel the keyboard typing.
0: Yeah. Do this is this is the great response. The 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 great question. Of Pokemon Go PvP. Do IVs matter? Short answer. No. Long answer. Sometimes. Yeah. There's an even longer answer and I. Will not get into it here. Suffice it to say if you have something powered up for Great League and you've been using it. It's still going to be good. Because it's considerably less resources for you to build something up next. That shouldn't stop you from continuing to catch Pokemon to try and find the best that you can. Because that's the one benefit of Pokemon Go. There's always going to be new stuff spawning. You can always catch more stuff, get more candy, get more Stardust, get better ranked Pokemon. Yeah. So,
1: If you have something you are particularly happy that you have, so like a shiny community Pokemon... Or something that's from an event that you want to use in competitive, go for it. Mm. There's just a chance you might find a better one at some other point, but you can't live in FOMO when it comes to PvP.
0: So this screenshot that I have here that blends in incredibly well because the background's like almost the exact same um, <laughs> with our uh, the rest of our slide here um, is a generically built Umbreon and the rank one Umbreon. So generically what built. What is the rank one? The rank one is a zero in attack, a 15 in stamina, and a 15 in, I almost said HP, because it's the same stat. A 15 in defense and a 15 in HP. But I so a zero, 15, 15.
1: More so when we say rank one, we mean out of all the possible combinations of IVs, this is the most appeal situation. It
0: is the ideal, the best, because usually the rank one, When we say rank one, the the best statistical version of a Pokemon for PvP, and usually within Great League and Ultra League, um, as long as it doesn't cap out right at 1,500 or 2,500, um, basically means it can be leveled beyond that. You are looking for the maximum amount of HP and defense you can get while also hitting exactly 1,500 or exactly 2,500. Yeah. So you want the most amount of the the most amount of stats within HP and defense that you possibly can
1: from leveling up.
0: From leveling up while hitting at the cap cuz it's useless if it's 1501. If it gives me three more stats in defense, but it's a 1501 still useless. Yeah. So
1: I could tell you some horror stories about people that accidentally powered up something not knowing. And any of you with kids? or grandkids. Oops. I sympathize. Oops. But I thought I wanted to go higher. Your Vaporeon was only 1500 CP. It wasn't very strong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, short answer, no, IVs don't matter. Long answer, sometimes they do. It just because you have something built up doesn't mean you should stop catching Pokémon correct um if you really 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 want to invest in it within pokemon go um you can look for those rank ones there's also sometimes advantages to have pokemon that are not those rank ones so in this particular matchup the umbreon what's called a mirror matchup where it's you are using the same pokemon as your opponent um thus mirror um the mirror matchup between umbreon and Umbreon the rank 1 umbreon actually loses because it's actually dealing less damage than the non ideal umbreon
1: and that's in a single shield scenario or just straight
0: basically w- the in an instance where you're doing exactly the same thing as your opponent at the same time given no lag or any other extraneous circumstances basically okay in a mechanically run simulation where you uh, where both trainers use one shield to block something and you're trying to shield bait or whatever in the world, the unideal Umbreon with a little bit higher attack wins. So Whack, having that rank weird.
1: one all the time doesn't mean you're guaranteed the win. No.
0: Just like type advantage doesn't guarantee you the win correct (sighs) to shadow or not to shadow now if you've played pokemon go for a while you might know of shadow pokemon these are pokemon that team rocket will basically like release you beat them they rage quit they leave one of their pokemon behind yeah basically you can catch that pokemon and use it as your own excuse me um shadow pokemon are a little excuse me goodness gracious shadow pokemon are a little bit different than or have a little bit more little more differences than just having a purple aura and red eyes Shadows have a increased cost to power it up to higher levels as well as a higher cost to unlock the second charge move. So your fast attacks which are on by default, you have one charge move that's available off the uh, by default on all pokemon, you can unlock a second charge move by paying additional resources. The second charge move in the case of Shadows are an additional cost. Now, if you know of Shadows, you can also purify, so you can spend Stardust, a resource, to purify that Pokemon. That will increase its level. Um, let's see, to it 25. increase its its level to twenty five if it's not. What happens if it's past that? It's another day.
1: Shadows are always level five.
0: Why well, no? But if you power up a Shadow Pokemon to level twenty six. And you purify it.
1: I think it just comes out at 26.
0: Okay. So it comes out to 25 or w- whichever's highest. Yeah. 25 or its current level. Um, But they always spop out, pop out. You catch them at level 5. Purified, if you spend the Stardust and purify it, have a reduced cost to level up and a reduced cost for the second move. <sighs> Shadow Pokemon have the charge move, the charge move frustration by default. The one thing to note with frustration, it's bad, and you can't remove it on any given day. There has to be an event going on where frustration is TMable, where you can use a TM, a technical machine, to remove frustration and add a regular charge move. You can't use an elite TM. You can't use basically the premium items to remove frustration.
1: It has to be on a given event. Niantic's been pretty good about putting those out quarterly.
0: Yeah, so about every three months we'll get an event where frustration can be removed from a shadow Pokemon. Um,
1: In no circumstance can I think keeping frustration is a good option. Yes. Because it is costly and does minimal damage.
0: Yes, it doesn't do a whole lot of... It's just not... It's not good. Trust us. It's not good. It is butt cheeks. (laughs) The quintessential charge move that is butt cheeks is frustration. You don't want it. Now, the one thing to remember is if you have a shadow Pokemon and you're using it as a PvP Pokemon, removing frustration is an additional cost. You might want to see if you can get a... A reasonable stat distribution, statistic distribution for that shadow Pokemon if you're going to remove frustration from it. Correct. Um, Because it does cost additional resources to unlock, to remove frustration, add the second move, which not all shadows really require the second move to be unlocked.
1: (laughs) No, there's a couple I could think of that just need, they're fast.
0: Yes. But in the long run, having that second move is usually helpful. It's additional coverage. Um, We'll talk about coverage. I don't know when we'll talk about coverage. A little later. Someone at some point.
1: I think that goes into team building.
0: Yes. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Yes. So frustration is limited. uh, Has a limited removal windows. It's expensive and Shadow Pokemon are more expensive. Oh, by the way, the image on screen is Shadow Lugia, which isn't in the game yet, and that's also the Shadow Lugia variant from Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, which isn't a main series game. It's a spinoff game. It just looked cool. It's one of my favorites. So maybe at some point we'll get this variant in Pokemon Go because we got Armored Mewtwo. Maybe we'll get Shadow Lugia.
1: The original Shadow.
0: The original Shadow uh, because Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness was an evil organization turning Pokemon into shadow variants, and then you had to go and catch those. You had to steal them, actually. <laughs> you had a gauntlet that you could throw Pokeballs and steal other people's Pokemons because you can't do that in any other So kind of
1: like Me Too in the first movie.
0: Where he was stealing Pokemon? Yes.
1: With his own Pokeballs. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Another key thing that I forgot to put in the notes here mm-hmm. is shadow Pokemon are only obtainable through Rockets.
0: Yes. Rocket Grunts, Rocket Leaders, Giovanni. Yep. The Rocket. Team Rocket. Boss. A boss. A boss is a child, and they're beating us. What are we going to do, boss? Each
1: species of the Shadow Pokemon are on a timetable. I have seen things come and go. I have not seen things that have left come back. So That's true.
0: That is true. Shadow Pokemon that have been within the rotation have not cycled back that is frustrating
1: yes (laughs) because Charmander and Squirtle had a few appearances, or Charmander and Bulbasaur Bulbasaur has had quite a bit of reoccurrences but I have never seen a shadow Squirtle it was around for the first couple of days when Team Rocket first came out and this was a thing but it has not returned yet maybe at some point we will see that um, so if there is a certain species, uh, one resource you can always check out to find out what current shadow Pokemon are available is the Sylph Road. It's another great website to tell you raid bosses and all that other kind of stuff, but they list each of the Team Rockets, what their motto is when they go to battle, and what Pokemon you have a chance of encountering when you battle them. Majority of the time when you battle a Grunt, It is the lead Pokemon that you find. There are some instances where you can encounter the second one. So, for example, if you're fighting the one that says something about Dark-type Pokemon, normally, currently, for us in rotation, it's Poochiena. And I think that's the sole Dark-type lead. Mm -hmm. And then second, they can use Sableye. I've had a couple instances where I've had Sableye, but there's other people that just get...
0: Pucciana, yeah. Usually the the team of three for that where there is, whereas is there is light, there is also shadow, that which one, is yeah. the dark type. Um, rocket. It'll be like Mighty Mightyena, Cacturn. Yeah, generally, which means you'll usually get Pucciana in that instance. Sometimes because Sableye is also a dark type, it's a dark ghost. Yep. You'll get a lineup of Pucciana, Sableye. Cacturn, or Mightyena, depending. The You'll probably get Poochiana, which is great, because if you need to purify Pokemon, it's only $1,000, or $1,000, 1000 Stardust cost to purify. It's a cheap purification. But if you're PvP and you're grinding for that purified Sableye, the Sableye in the second slot has a chance to be the Pokemon reward you get. Right. So...
1: Another thing to note is outside of the first couple of days when they realized how broken this was, now Shadow Pokemon cannot be traded. Mm -hmm. The keynote there is extensively long, and the TLDR is when you purify Pokemon, each of their stats go up by two. Each of their IVs, I should specifically say, go up by two. And if you have a lucky trade, you can raise the ceiling on those IVs Long story short, Niantic didn't like people abusing getting hundos, so that got nicked in the butt. Yeah. So Nipped in the bud. Nipped in the butt,
0: sorry. Not in the butt, the bud. Yes. Yeah, you're...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place tonight. So, if you are hunting for shadows, just realize this is not something that can be traded. Yeah,
0: you have to purify them before you trade them.
1: And then when you do purify them, they are considered a special trade.
0: Just like a shiny would. Yep. Or a legendary mythical. I'm shaking my head. (laughs) The other odd thing about shadows, and this relates directly into PvP.
1: This is their selling point.
0: Shadow Pokemon give 20% more damage. In all scenarios, 20% more damage output. The downside is they will take approximately 19% more damage. So they, it, uh, originally it was general uh, generalized to they give 20%, they take 20%. More damage. So they become a little bit weaker, but a little bit stronger as far as damage. So there are some Pokemon that absolutely benefit from having this double-edged sword. Yeah. And some Pokemon that really don't. So um, key winner here is something like uh, Executor, which is executes evolution. Confusion is a move that does a ton of damage. It's a slower move, but it does a ton of damage. You add a 20% damage increase to already a huge chunk of damage. You're outputting a lot of damage. Yep. And Executor
1: in general is a pretty defensively built Pokemon. It's got a little bit more bulk to throw around Um, without this buff of a sword, double-edged sword uh, feature. It wasn't very used commonly, but now that things like it have a shadow variant, you see it. And when you start to see how quickly that damage adds up, you go, Oh crap, this hurts. And executor is also one of those ones that gets off fast firing charge moves that, move that used to not be threatening almost immediately becomes half your health mm-hmm. if it gets through.
0: Yes. Yeah, so shadows are basically the double edged sword of you give more damage, you take more damage. So how does that play within, you know, team building, powering up a shadow versus a non shadow? Um
1: resourcing it.
0: To shadow or not to shadow is in fact the question. I would say second question versus do PvP do do IVs matter? A lot of key questions
1: being raised. Winners, I think, of the shadow mechanic introduction, victory bell for a while exploded in competitive. I think
0: it's still pretty relevant.
1: It's okay.
0: The amount of raise, I mean, Razor Leaf does a lot of damage, and they shadow, added twenty percent
1: more damage to it. It does a lot, and of it air. just shredded against things even that resisted it. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> Another one is uh needle queen ever since they've redone uh, poison types with poison fang and poison jab uh, in a neutral matchup for great league. Azumarill is one of the top performing overall in great league shadow needle queen can now beat Azumarill where the regular needle queen does not. So, Certain shadows perform better in certain scenarios, much like a lot of PvP. It is incredibly situation based, but there are guides out there. There are recommended. This is a good shadow Pokemon to go after, versus things that are just good to get the resources for.
0: And the benefit is uh, resources like PV Poke will actually distinguish between a shadow variant of a Pokemon and its regular variant. It's yeah. non-shadow. Yeah. So um, purified. Doesn't have any bonus.
1: Any battle bonuses. Any
0: battle bonuses. um, It gains, what is it, return? Mm -hmm. As a charge move in place of frustration, which can be TM'd at any point in time, which can be switched out to a regular move at any point in time, which is good because return is generally bad. Um, But
1: return is also a legacy move, so once you remove it, you cannot get it
0: back. Even with an elite TM, you cannot get it back. So... Um, the other sort of downside about purifying is that it adds two into every stat um, of that individual's Pokemon. So where you might have a shadow that is 0, 15, 15, um, or 0, 13, 13 in a probably a more uh, a better example here. Purifying it would give it 15s in its defense and stamina, but it would also make that attack stat 2, which means it's going to be a little bit less effective,
1: depending on the species in their base stats. Yes.
0: So the other thing is, once you purify a Pokemon, you cannot make it a shadow again.
1: There are currently no mechanics to make a Pokemon shadow, other than catching them from grunts yes. or team leaders.
0: So uh, beware when purifying. Um, generally it's currently better to leave a shadow Pokemon, a shadow Pokemon,
1: especially on the legendaries. Yes. And Mm. if you ever want to, again, invite to join the discord, we like to let people know when the frustrating, frustration events become available.
0: Yes. That go those go all over Twitter. You should check your news tab in Pokemon go check discords. Next page. All right. Four pvp there's a lot of pokemon pokemon go has how many pokemon are in the game right now uh i have seen I'd say over 600 now i've seen 648 and there are pokemon that i have not seen that i know are in the game so about 650 uh, more than that uh I mean, i'm there's thinking, only
1: regionals hmm there's only eight regionals. I'm
0: thinking there's probably around 700 or so Pokemon in the game. Okay. Someone can tell me a more accurate number as of, I don't know, the event currently, the Galar event currently released more Pokemon in it, which I think I've seen mm, just about everything. No, I take that back. Uh, I haven't seen Greedent or uh, Dubwool yet. So
1: but Those aren't even a week old yet.
0: Right. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, there's probably close to around 700 Pokemon within Pokemon Go currently. Tell you
1: what, I'll go put those in gyms for you. (sighs) Thanks. So you get to see them.
0: I guess so. Um, cool. Um, there's a lot of options within Pokemon Go for PVP. Not every Pokemon is very good within PVP. Uh, Smurgle. Don't use it. (laughs) unless you're wanting to lose which i mean there are some niche scenarios um, oh uh,
1: one thing i think we should we don't you keep mentioning smurgle one pokemon that's just never allowed in general is ditto
0: oh yeah um <laughs> because the duplication of another pokemon is weird can you even use it within like
1: battles if friendly battles yes
0: how does that work Does it just stay ditto
1: yeah, No, it transforms into whatever they send out. Essentially, they get two turns in by the time you transform, so...
0: Okay. But then does it copy the moveset and everything? Yeah. Wow.
1: Directly? Yeah. Whack. All right. I mean, competitively, that could be a fun third shield. <laughs> that's another term. But you could farm... You could fish out people's moves.
0: I guess.
1: But that's... Yeah, Ditto is... In Go Battle League and in Self Arenas, to my knowledge, is just generally banned.
0: If you don't know what Ditto is, Ditto is um, it copies the Pokemon that it's battling.
1: It's a Kirby Pokemon.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of. Basically, if you know what Kirby is. Anyway. Um, Okay. So, Pokemon to have or to get? The Pokemon I have are basically starters. Starters are cheap investments. You get a lot of them during community days. They're generally pretty common when it comes to overworld spawns within the game. There's usually Um, an event for them. There's usually events for them all the time. Um, As well as the starter Pokemon have the cheapest second move cost. Cheapest base second move cost of 10,000 Stardust. And then, what is it, 100 candy or 50 candy or something like that? Uh, 25
1: and 100. 25?
0: 25? Okay. Um, so, some specific starters that you are going to look for that perform incredibly well are Bulbasaur, Chikorita, Mudkip, and Torchic. These are Pokemon whose third tiers perform incredibly well within Great League, so, for the Self Arena, those are starters you're going to want to look for. Now, you have some of your tertiary ones. Um, Piplup evolves into an Empoleon, who is a water steel, performs fairly well. The downside currently is that steel types don't perform incredibly well within Pokemon Go. That's just a general balance thing. That might change. So, always keep a lookout, but currently, not as impressive. Um, another weird one is uh, Turtwig. Its final form, Torterra, is not great. It's rather bizarre typing. Its moveset's okay. Its stat distribution is actually fairly solid. It just doesn't have great resistances here or there. Um, But Turtwig's second, or first evolution, Grottle, is mm, good. Um, <laughs> for as, Great League. For Great League. It is um I wanna say a razor leaf as its fast move and uh razor leaf as its fast move, body slam and energy ball, I think
1: I don't know, I've never run one
0: um it's 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 goofy if you're looking for a performing grass type um there are others there are others but Grottle is is goofy Um, do I have where's my there it is yes Razor Leaf Body Slam Energy Ball it's whack Um, it also gets bite which is not good and it's other third charge move available is Solar Beam which is you're not going to get to with Razor Leaf so um, Grottle does need to be near actually what rank is this This is nope. Actually, it needs great league IVs and it needs to be. It is before maxing out at level 40, um, before you need XL candies. So, realistically, Grottle's a reasonable budget if you're looking for a straight grass type Pokemon. So, but not exceptional like the ones that we've mentioned before. Um, (coughs) Flem, your community day. And Spotlight Hour Pokemon. Not every Spotlight Hour is created equal. Community Days, though, I mean, I guess technically also not created equal. Um, Community Days, they've done a very good job at making Community Day Pokemon pretty darn relevant with their Community Day moves. Um, Trying to think of the one that's been not good recently. What was the one that was, like, just bad? I mean, Eevee. It was before Eevee. (laughs)
1: evie has been around uh it wasn't ampharos was it
0: no it was not too long ago if someone's watching in twitch they'll let us know i'll look it up real quick i'm scrolling through um that's go fast more go fast blah blah blah, go fast Whole lot of GoFest catches. No, seriously, this is a lot. Okay, so you're just uh, looking for recent. Was it Tepig? Tepig, Tepig was, bad. was not great. Before um, that was Gibble. Gibble was okay. Before
1: that was Swablu.
0: Also okay. Snivy. Uh, no, I think Snivy actually was kind of looking forward to that. Um, there so there's
1: Fletchling, Roselia, and Machop.
0: Okay, Roselia was one that was like it. The it got two community days or two community day moves. So it got a an exclusive fast move, an exclusive charge move. The only Pokemon to ever get two moves, and that's because it desperately needed it. <laughs> and even though it got both of those moves, it still was subpar compared to other Pokemon. It's okay. Um, but, and actually, I was thinking about Roselia specifically or rosa raid in that particular instance while i was writing this uh, this information um community and spotlight hour provide ample candy and dust opportunities for pvp relevant mon. so evie catch all the EV you can even though they're not super relevant Umbreon's great absolutely great and we'll get to Umbreon in a minute um Umbreon's great a couple of the other, other evolutions are actually pretty solid um it's not like you have a maximum inventory of of the number of candy you can have for a Pokemon. Right. Just catch them all. Literally Go the am. motto. I do have to catch them all. I do got to catch them all. Or, well, it used to be the motto. There was some legal thing. I'd have to look up. There was some like breakdown as to why the gotta catch them all got, like, dropped. got dropped. Um, And it was humorous.
1: Was um, it because of the... Uh...
0: I think it was the the first couple of generations, um because within the first couple of generations because you couldn't move them forward. Oh, that I makes think. sense. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes more sense than what I was thinking. Um so even if the featured Pokemon isn't the best in its role, Roserade, Rosalia, it will be a resource and an additional option. So Roserade, while it's not the best Pokemon there are going to be sulfurina metas or um, Go Battle League metas or, or, or um, formats formats that it is going to be either the only option or the best option. Yeah, and if you're
1: someone that's coming into Pokemon Go completely new or doesn't have access to the last five years of resources, mm-hmm. it's an option. Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't have a good water starter oshawott community days coming up go catch some oshawott hydro cannon is nothing to sneeze at so you have a good hydro cannon user if you get yourself a good samurai so. oh yeah. uh, easy to get pokemon pvp pokemon that are easy to get pikachu is everywhere all the time <laughs> pikachu is the mascot of pokemon it is everywhere. The moneymaker, by the way, Raichu is real good. Raichu has a incredibly diverse move set. Performs very well within Great League. I don't think it gets anywhere near Ultra League.
1: Uh Maxed out for Alolan Raichu.
0: Okay, it does get within. Um, great diverse move set. Not incredibly bulky, but actually, yeah, there's no bad stats.
1: Its move sets help complement its uh, stat distribution.
0: Huge spammability. Those charge moves will fire off incredibly quick. So, your fast moves, the fast moves have high, high energy gain. The charge moves usually have either a low energy requirement or huge damage that you're still getting to them quick with the, um, the fast move energy generation. Um, and it has options. It's it's one of those wild card you can you you make it your lead you start that Pokemon off at the very beginning of a ba- battle your opponent is going to wonder is this Pokemon running are you going to run uh, dual wild charges and skip it are you going to throw thunder punches are you going to throw a grass knot and confuse the heck out of me is this thing going to run charm
1: yeah. But that's Kanto Raichu versus Alolan.
0: Right. Well, generally, because you can't evolve Pikachu into Alolan Raichu. Correct. Catch Pikachu, get yourself a couple of Kanto Raichus, regular Raichus. Yeah. There you go.
1: Kanto Raichu and Alolan Raichu both have the benefit of being very move pool diverse Pokemon. And advanced strategies when it comes to competitive is move counting. That's something we'll get to in another time. But... With the way Raichu plays, specifically as a lead, a lead being the first Pokemon you send out, another term we'll get to at another point, it helps set the field for immediate pressure in the beginning. Because it's one of those things that you need to respect even though it is squishy because it gets hit like a truck but also in return hits like a truck.
0: Uh, okay cool so our outline here yeah there's a whole lot more like we're not even getting into team building in this half we're just getting into like scratching the surface basics jesus there's a lot of content here um i watched jiggly dad stream last night and one of the things he referenced was rodent spawns
1: uh, jiggly dad being another content creator. Yes.
0: He's over on Twitch. Uh, great guy. Highly recommend. He actually is starting to put his stuff up on YouTube after the fact his streams usually do go for like anywhere from I think two and a half hours to really long. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. He's in mountain time and it's like one o'clock here on the West coast and he's still streaming. And I'm like, Bruh, you got to put something else in that mio. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you're still up. <laughs> Plus, I'm pretty sure he works full time's in t- time and everything. And I'm like, dude, whoo, I don't have the energy he does. Um, or I burst and he stretches it out. I don't know. But he referred to things as rodent spawns, which I thought was a great. Way to refer to things like rotata, wormple, pidgey, things that are just generally around, all the time. Um,
1: your common spawns.
0: Your common spawns. Um, some of those common spawns, fantastic, PvP starters for great league. For great league. Um, oh well, I mean pidgeot, pidgeotto, <laughs> pidgeot, yeah, pidgeots pretty pretty darn good. It's also been banned. It'll, it'll come back um that's that's a time for another day uh story for another time day for another story um alolan rattatas evolution alolan which is the the dark normal type uh alolan radicate it's got some solid bulk it's got some solid spam can actually perform fairly well it's a incredibly uh, incredibly budget version of umbreon yeah did i basically take that
1: well, I was gonna say when he mentioned spam. Spam is low cost, high damage energy moves. Charge moves.
0: Reasonably dim, reasonable damage. But by, by spam it, it does a decent amount of it's not bad. It's a it's not charge a bad move amount of damage. that you can get off frequently. Yes. Um uh let's see. Wormple is weird. It has a split evolution, so it can evolve into one of two two things. Um, I think... Beautifly no.
1: does not perform well, but Dustox does. Dustox
0: does. I put wormple I was thinking of Weedle. Weedle evolves. Its third form is Beedrill, which actually does have play within Great League. It is a bug poison. Mm-hmm. It did have a community day.
1: That community move definitely helps it.
0: Drill run. It's not required per se, um, but might be at some point a good use of an elite charge TM. Yep. Maybe. Um and Pidgey. Pidgey, Pidgeot, Pidgey No.
1: Pidgey Pidgeotto Pidgeot.
0: Yeah. Pidgey Pidgeotto Pidgeot. Pidgeot is
1: <laughs> very good. Very good.
0: Um, <laughs> it does have an exclusive fast move in Gust that it had for I think one of the go battle nights and then is now a legacy move. Um, it is a flying type equivalent of uh, confusion, high damage, reasonable en- energy gain, but a very long move. So it takes up a, a large amount of time for a fast move.
1: What Steven means by legacy is it's a move that was available for a certain amount of time, but is no longer under normal conditions available
0: you would have to use an elite TM or a event would have to come back that would allow you to either TM or evolve a Pokemon into that form and get that Pokemon by default.
1: Or you could trade for one.
0: Yeah. Reroll them stats. Uh oh, um Pidgeot also has the charge move which Feather one Feather Dance. Feather Dance. <laughs> the one that um, put it on the map. Which caused it to be banned by Niantic and subsequently Silph Arena in any meta that it was available in. Um, as of recording this on August 26th, uh, August 24th, let me correct myself. Um, the feather dance has not been fixed to a po- or adjusted. It is still quote unquote broken in that... It's.
1: It was originally banned because it was causing issues mechanically within the game. It caused the app to crash. Yes. It
0: was
1: um, so strong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was so strong. Um, but on top of that, the move itself does a large amount of damage, but also, I believe, what is it, attack buff?
1: It's 100% attack debuff.
0: Okay, so it's a, a guaranteed debuff to your opponent's attack. Um. Which is significant, and if you ask me, absolutely overpowered. Um, something they might adjust here in the next week or so. Yeah. So. so
1: that might be subject to change. But the issue they have stated in the patch notes and/or uh, oh, knowns issues page is it. that the feather dance system crash has been resolved.
0: Yes. The other thing to keep an eye out for, and actually this is something that we do when we break down upcoming events within the Battle Science podcast, is we talk about the event spawns and event spawns that are going to perform very well within Great League, Ultra League, Master League, perform well within PvP. Um, Keep an eye out for boosted spawns because of rotating events. There's always going to be something that you're looking for or it's going to be relevant um, or something you just want. Um, For
1: example, going on right now is the Ultra Unlock 3. Uh, One of the featured Pokemon is Squoviet. Squoviet has been, if you listened to our last episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago now, we kind of break down each of the individual featured Pokemon for this event. Squoviet is the one for Great League that you want to be focusing over Lulu or Phalanx for this event. It performs very well in Great League with its unique move set, and it can also perform in Ultra League fairly well. But you do need what's called XL candies, and that's something we'll get to at another point. So farm up those vet while you can.
0: Um, the other thing that I have here is biannual events like the Canto Tour and Go Fest are great resources for rare spawns. Yeah. So.
1: Especially this last Go Fest with. Galarian, Stunfisk, Dino, um... Swaddle, Sawaddle, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sableye was another one that was a fairly common spawn mm-hmm. that's always been relevant in PvP. Mm-hmm. Um, I know G-Fisk and, uh... Dino were some of the main focuses. There were other things. Uh, Tangula was an d- interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um... Trigo was spawning.
0: Depending on your weather, you had the availability to get some very rare spawns that are usually only weather boosted. Or behind raids. Um, or behind raids, but they were in the wild with a, a wider variety of... Um, individual value. Individual value distributions. So, uh, I think... Oh, that's... I um, clicked on the wrong thing. Okay. I think one of the last points we have here before we wrap it up for the day. I think let me double check my oh, excuse me goodness gracious. Uh, drinking a lot of water and delicious delicious dinner. Um by the way I owe you. Yes, owe you do. Um let's see Oh, did I miss something on the previous page? No. We'll get there. Roles, types, and the gods of PvP. We're going to skim over this because there's a whole lot of types and a whole lot of roles, and we'll talk some more about that next episode. But top level, things you might be looking out for, mud boys.
1: Well, That's a term. Things, that's a term.
0: The mud boys are generally ground and water types. They have great resistances because of those that combination of types. They're both types. They're, they're ground and water types, um, not one or the other. Um, so things like Swampert, Wishcash, and Quagsire perform incredibly well. They have great resistances and usually provide great bulk, which means they have their their base stats, their species stats, have high defense or H, and or HP and a lower attack. And they come with one of the highest, the fastest Energy gain moves, mud shot. It's a ground type move. It generates energy quickly. What are you giggling at?
1: I was almost <laughs> hoping you were going to say mud slap but I think you finally matured. No, I had to, to make point. sure. I had to make sure. <laughs> I was
0: like, which move is it? I okay. looked it up. Oh darn! That's I was why actually, I have
1: notes. I was like, did Steven finally graduate and remember what the actual move was now?
0: Nope, I wrote it down. I cheated. <laughs>
1: cuz i, I get, remember forever in a day when we first started you would always get those two mixed up
0: i uh, i frequently get mudshot and mud slap mixed up so it is mudshot in this particular instance
1: mudshot is the prime the more beneficial move than
0: mud slap yes um, it is the best ground type move that or best ground type fast move uh, yeah aka the only relevant fast ground type move or yeah. fast move, ground type, so if you're running another ground type fast move, don't
1: it's probably mud slap
0: it's probably mud slap, <laughs> and you're just semi dyslexic like me <laughs> um another role counter ers or fighters or pseudo fighters um counter is one of the best moves, whatever has it basically becomes relevant because it has counter, yep. Barring Breloom. I'm sorry, <laughs> hey, Breloom. Hey, season I,
1: one, Breloom didn't have any competition. I, was good.
0: I feel bad for Breloom. It's a fighting grass. It's weird. I would love for it to be better. It's just okay. It's not butts category yet. <laughs> it's not butt cheeks. No, it's not quite butt cheeks. Like, I feel like maybe, like, the fact that Grass, grass Knot was, like, one of the first special, like, legacy given. Yeah. Like, oh, here's an event, and uh, Breloom can learn Grass Knot, and by the end of the event, it won't be able to learn Grass Knot anymore. It's like, what? It was like two days. It was like three days. So
1: Breloom is also one of those ones that was, interestingly enough, one of the very first species to have a move that could be arguably balanced in terms because I think it got access to, what was it, Seed Bomb later? Maybe. And it's the argument of which one's better, Grass Knot or Seed Bomb. Seed Bomb fires a little bit more frequently than Grass Knot does, but Grass Knot packs a little bit bigger of a punch. Mm. So it came down to spam ability versus just straight overall DPS. But the problem with Breloom is its stats are pretty bad, and it's attack-weighted, and it's... Yeah, it's not the best anymore.
0: I will find a time to use Breloom, but now is not that time. Not with Chespin. Uh bullet seed and counter are dynamic two primary moves. Dynamic punch, seed bomb, sludge bomb, grass knot, legacy. That's solid.
1: Yeah, it's got a crazy moveset.
0: <sighs> Man.
1: It's just the attack weighted base stats. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um okay. Top counters. One, okay. Bar none, go get yourself a good Toxicroak. Go get yourself a good Vigoroth. Both of those are fantastic. But Toxicroak, Bachamp, Escavalier, Primate, Vigoroth, Pseudo Wudo, and Scrafty. Go get you some of those. Some good counters.
1: Why is Counter so important?
0: <sighs> uh, so. I mean, Counter is like. I would say arguably the best move in the game. Both between fast moves and charge moves.
1: And the reason why is an advanced stat where it goes into how much damage the move does, how much energy, as a fast move, how much damage the fast move does, what the cooldown on that fast move is, and how much energy it's gaining every time you use it.
0: Basically, if you've seen those, like uh hexagons that'll have like stats pointing in the different directions um that'll show like how high of a stat it is and it'll like balance out do you know do you think what i'm thinking Um, let me see they they use it in the main series games for like the stat distributions yeah Um, it's
1: your ivs and evs Eevee's thank goodness don't exist in Pokemon Go, except the Pokemon itself.
0: Uh. Because it's a graph. Uh. This. This is what I'm looking at. Um, I will have to switch. Give me one moment. Um, I will find a way to show you what I'm talking about. Um,. We go here and we go here and we go here. So this graph that's being shown on screen now, um, where it's a one, two, three, four, five, six. So it's a hexagon, six sided, um, shape with this sort of weird triangle thing. That's pointing in the different stats. Um, it has so fast moves have basically it's rather than a hexagon, it's three particular stats and that's, um, move duration, energy gain, and um, damage. Damage, and rather than usually, rather than a um in 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 encounters position, it's basically the, the best, best in of all, all of three. those. Yes, it has. Uh, a, it's a very fast, fast move. It has a a very quick duration. It has. A very reasonable energy gain, and then every time it hits, it gains that much energy. And then the amount of damage it does every time it hits is also pretty darn high. So it hits a lot and it gains, does a lot of damage, gains a lot of energy. Um,
1: If anything, it is the gold standard of fast moves.
0: If any, I arguably the best move in the game, period.
1: I think at one point you Personally. were saying that if they were to ever change Counter, it would completely change the game.
0: Yes, yes. I would almost say Counter is the bedrock upon which Pokemon Go PvP is... It is the foundation upon which the house that is PvP is built upon. Yeah. So... Um, um, yes, um, something like Tox... So Machamp is usually run straight fighting type... It has uh, Rock Slide, I think. For coverage, yep. For coverage. They also which helps, had
1: a community for payback.
0: Mm-hmm, which helps um, win matchups that generally loses. Um, things, uh, Prime Ape is a similar instance where it's primarily running fighting type. It is a fighting type. It has Ice Punch, I think, is coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, Toxicroak and Escavalier are weird ones where... They have what might be considered multi-role. They have a very wide variety of moves uh, of a move set um, that covers a lot of areas. So Toxicroak basically being um, one of the gold standard within the fighting type, the fighting, role. the fighting type counter role because it has counter as a fighting type fast move, but it has Mud Bomb, a ground type move, um, and actually a pretty quick ground type uh, charge move. And then Sludge Bomb, which is not as quick, but pretty hard hitting, um, which gives it a ton of what we call coverage, which basically means one Pokemon has advantageous uh, scenarios, battle scenarios against a number of types. Right. <clears throat> Even things that would generally, uh, generally it would fear, um, it can have advantageous uh, scenarios with. Um, The other one of the big, it's a fast move that basically sets itself as a gold standard is Charm, (laughs) the fairy type fast move Charm, or the fairy not so fast fast move Charm. Um, It is a very slow move, so it's similar to what we were talking about with Confusion. It is a slower fast move, but does a high amount of damage. Um, this Caterpie is giving me the hardest time with catching it. Caterpie. (coughs) My throat's just dry. Um, huge fairy type damage deals with fighting and it deals with those pesky, pesky dragons. And a great supplier of neutral damage. Um, your high charm isn't on a whole lot of Pokemon, but the Pokemon that best perform with it are Togekiss which is um,
1: Togepi's second evolution.
0: Togepi's second evolution. So the one that uh, Misty carries around in Canto.
1: It's in a couple, but yeah.
0: Um, Wigglytuff, which is Jigglypuff's evolution. Uh, Clefable. 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 Potato, potato. Um, Alolan Ninetales. So the Ice Fairy version of Ninetales um, has uh, Charm. And Gardevoir also has Charm. Um, They all perform fairly well. Uh, Charm is nothing to sneeze at. Um, Other things we'll talk about in the next episode is DPS or damage per second. You have your closers. You have your safe safe swaps. These are all roles that a Pokemon can have within the PVP sphere. Um, So DPS, damage per second, something they can do a high amount of damage in a low amount of time. Closers, things that generally have high bulk um, that do, or generally have reasonable bulk and can do an absolute mac ton of damage um, when uh, resources are low. Uh, And things like safe swaps that are basically your multi-tool that um, usually you're looking at something like Um munchlax, snorlax, things that are generally neutral to a lot of things. Um
1: But they also have coverage options.
0: They also have coverage options, exactly. Now, the gods of PvP. Uh Uh, peanut butter's not on this list, I'm sorry. Peanut butter. B doof. Yeah. Our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior Bidoof is not on this list. Sorry, um, our Lord and Savior Helix is also not on this list. Um, These are consistent performers, but are usually more difficult to obtain. These are things that have performed for years. They have not stopped performing. Skarmory's actually not on this list. Should Skarmory be on this list?
1: Yeah. Yeah. comes out. That's arguable. Yeah. That's another topic.
0: Although... Skarmory's been around since Boulder, so yeah. it's an OG. Um, okay. Umbreon, Eevee's Dark Evolution. Ozu Merrill, Merrill's Evolution. Fairy Water, incredibly bulky, uh, pretty reasonable moveset. Um, did I mention it's bulky? Holy cow, it's bulky. Jesus, the thing is... Thick. It's built like a M1A1... Abrams. No, M4A1
1: Abrams. It's no. thicker than your McDonald's milkshake.
0: Are those really that thick? It's thick. It's thicker than peanut butter. Peanut butter's thick. Um, other things that are thick.
1: <laughs> Hypno.
0: Uh, Hypno. is generally thick. The benefit with Hypno is actually it performs as um.
1: It's a Swiss Army knife of Pokemon. Exactly, it
0: has uh all three of the elemental punches being fire punch, ice punch, and thunder punch, um as well as shadow ball and
1: focus blast, future sight, psychic, psy shock. M- maybe one of the most second charge move Pokemon in the game.
0: <laughs> it's great. Uh, if you
1: want to get rid of your TMs, use either it or Mew.
0: That or catch a bunch of really good ones, like I do. I have. Steven has a flavor of the week, hypno. I have a lot of hypno. I have a lot of really good hypno, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> ask <laughs> me about my hypnos. <laughs> <laughs> i got to be like, ask me about my hypnos. Please
1: don't do that. I'm not going to sleep tonight.
0: <laughs> um,. Not as consistent a performer, but as of late has been amazing. Frostlass. Frostlass has performed as the female-only evolution of Snowrunt. It is a ghost ice. It has powdered snow. It has avalanche. It has Shadow Ball. Um, If you don't know what any of that means, just realize it means it's real good.
1: It's it's one that you would consider a spammer. It's whack. Powdered snow quickly builds up energy, much like Mudshot. And then Avalanche and Shadow Ball both hit very hard. It's whack.
0: Um, if you don't have shields and you match up against a Frostlass, be afraid. <laughs> be very afraid.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that could be the difference between half your HP bar, half your HP bar, or the whole bar.
0: The whole bar. I don't. I don't want half. I want the uh. What's the, oh, what's the line from Transformers? It's like, do you want a piece of me? Do you want a piece of me? No, I want the whole thing. <laughs> and it <then> tears <laughs> them in half. Uh, defense form Deoxys. Um, the rest of the, de- the forms of Deoxys are... Butt cheeks. Bad, exactly. Our butt cheeks. Uh, Defense form Deoxys is the exact opposite of that. It is very good. Um, It is thick Deoxys. It is thick Deoxys. This form of Deoxys is thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Um, And is coming at you with counter. It has counter. Um, It also has, what, Psycho Cut or something? Or no, Confusion. It has Confusion. And then it has weird uh, coverage moves like um, Rock Slide and Thunder. Which are weird. Um, Generally, like with confusion, it's hard to get to those moves. But with the amount of bulk it has and with counter, uh, it gets there. So, um... Um, hmm? Did I get the moves wrong?
1: It's Zen Headbutt.
0: Zen Headbutt? It doesn't have confusion? No. I thought it had confusion.
1: No. Weird. So I thought, I was like, I don't think it has confusion.
0: Okay. Um... Well, then it definitely can't get to uh, Thunder or Rock Slide with Zen Headbutt. Zen, Zen Headbutt is the pinnacle of butt cheeks when it comes to a <laughs> psychic type fast move. Um, someday. Someday. What a glorious forehead on Defense Deoxys, anyway. Zen Headbutt would be <laughs> the head of all headbutts. Um. <clears throat> The problem with Defense Form Deoxys is it's a legendary or technically a mythical. Yep. Which means you it can't be traded. Well not it, all it myth not traded. all mythicals are created equal. Some <laughs> mythicals like you no can metal. trade, huh? <laughs> Looks, like no metal. Looks at Melmetal. Looks at Melmetal. Melmetal is a mythical that can be traded. Defense Deoxys is a mythical that can't be traded. It can't be traded. It's legendary, which means it's usually exclusive into five-star raids. It's incredibly difficult to get to. You better hope you're doing a raid where it's not weather-boosted because it's, then it's going to be over Great League. Um, and not it's really that, uncommon. It's,
1: it, it does take a squad to take out.
0: Yes, it's bulky both in PvP and within raids. So um...
1: Try to get the casuals to help you on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, I don't expect a ton of people to have it, and it's also a somewhat divisive point within the PvP. Com- I, I would say a uh, little angsty. It's a little angsty within uh, angsty of a topic within the PvP community just because, because of it's, its limited availability. Because of its limited availability. So um, it did just come back w- just before GoFest um, for like a week and a half.
1: I don't know if you plan to talk about this later or not and stop me if you do, but... It's one of those situations where, in the case where we ask, do IVs matter, with raids and research rewards, there is an IV minimum.
0: Yes, that is correct. So we'll go into this as quick as possible. It's actually not in our second half. Okay. Um, At least not currently. It's not in our notes for the second half. Something um, we
1: probably should have mentioned a little bit earlier, but this is a good it's spot to mention. M- it's a it. little bit more complicated.
0: Um, so in different scenarios, Pokemon have a... So there's a, a floor and a ceiling floor and a ceiling to your individual values of a Pokemon. <clears throat> when caught in the wild with no modifiers, that floor is zeros and the ceiling is 15s, which means in Any one of its stats, it can have either all zeros or all 15s or any combination in between those. The complicated thing is when it comes to eggs and raids, the floor for its individual values then becomes 10. And its ceilings are 15, which means that the lowest individual values it can get for all three each of the three stats is 10. So the lowest IV combination you can get for a Pokemon out of eggs and raids is 10, 10, 10. Um, Now the highest you can get is 15, 15, 15, and that generally shrinks your odds of getting the Hundo or a 98% for something like raids or Master League. Yeah. Um, But that also limits the availability of great oh, and ultra research as well research is also similar in the exact same category as eggs and raids where tens are the minimum stats um so pokemon that are locked behind raids eggs and research unless you trade and get really lucky um or unlucky in some cases you're not going to be able to get a ideal very good IVs, ideal IV spread. So
1: <clears throat> there are ways around that, and we've mentioned it in prior episodes. Check those out if you want to. Mm-hmm. But again, that's do IVs matter to an extent. That's one of the arguments with Defense Deoxys in the sense that it's incredibly hard to get lower than 10 in its stats because it is a featured raid Pokemon. It's
0: actually impossible to get under 10.
1: True, because you can't trade it.
0: Yeah. Although wasn't there like an hour or so where you could trade it?
1: I'm not gonna get into that. Okay. Um, it's never gonna happen again.
0: Uh so there'll be weird instances if you're looking at resources where the rank rank one defense deoxys is a zero fifteen fifteen. That's not technically possible. Your rank one is technically ten fifteen fourteen, 14, 14 I think. Yeah. So um Yeah, you're sort of what you're aiming for changes depending on the Pokemon and the scenarios in which you get the Pokemon. Um, Weather
1: bonuses also apply to IVs.
0: Weather, uh, weather boosted actually isn't IVs; it's base level. True, you're right. Yeah, so um, weather boosted Pokemon don't have uh a change in their. Uh, iv floor and ceiling their minimum level is increased so another weird thing to keep in mind sometimes your weather boosted pokemon are going to be less likely to be um, ideal for pvp because they're going to be over the maximum level for great league Um, the other sort of benefit is if you're above level 40 and you're getting XL candy and actually this is in the next slide um, if you're looking for XL candy weather boosted Pokemon since they're a higher level have a higher chance of getting giving you XL candy and more XL candy So
1: um, one thing to point out on the next slide is when you talk about XL do you mention that it's level gated yes okay
0: yes nope click the button alright the cost of PVP I believe this is the end of part one part one um Teams of six can get expensive, so how do you budget? Research. Uh, Hypothetical math. Just like if you're spending money on a car, uh, on groceries, budget. Um, You power-ups, second moves, evolutions, all cost candy of that particular Pokemon's species, as well as Stardust. Um, The benefit is... There are calculators out there that will help you calculate the total amount. Um, And actually, there's, I think, within the game, you can go through the power-up. Even if you don't have all of the resources you need, you can power up a Pokemon to where it needs to be for Great League, Ultra League, Master League, and see the amount of resources you need for each particular um, instance.
1: Yeah, there was a time before that where we had to manually put that in ourselves.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... um budget point number one on this page second charge move is usually required um that's i think at this point unfortunately the reality of pvp yeah um most pokemon have a move that either allows for uh, what we call shield baiting um we'll talk about that in the next episode Um, It allows for more flexibility within just the rules of the game. Um, In other cases, Pokemon have a second move that is a different type than what either that Pokemon is or a different type of move compared to its first charge move, which allows for what we call coverage. Um, So when it comes to coverage, there are Pokemon that are very good at it actually a uh, point that we brought up earlier toxic croak toxic croak has great coverage because it's fast move is of one type and it's two charge moves of are of two different types
1: one of them respectively sharing the same type as it
0: mm-hmm. uh let's see the one thing to keep in mind here the second move cost for each pokemon is different and that's actually stringent upon, I believe, the... Buddy distance. Buddy distance. So the distance you have to walk with that Pokemon as your buddy to get a candy of that Pokemon species. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you don't want to put it as your buddy, you can just look at the second move cost on that species of Pokemon. It's yeah. displayed always there. Um, don't hit the button and confirm it, because then that does use those resources. Don't yeah. accidentally do that. Um, although I think most of us have... Done that on accident at least once <laughs> in our PvP careers. So, um, no shame. It happens. It happens.
1: One thing to note about that second move unlock is you're not guaranteed to get the move you want. Yes. It randomly picks a move from their available pool.
0: Mm-hmm. That is a quality of life pain point. Um, the one thing with the elite TMs is that you get to pick exactly what move you want. And you can even pick a move that you cannot be, a move that cannot be taught to a Pokemon with a standard TM. Correct. So.
1: That's where legacy moves come in.
0: Yes. The other thing to keep in mind when budgeting is what we call baby discount or the purified discount. So purified Pokemon have a bit of a discount when it comes to powering up and the second charge move. So do babies. Babies actually have a significant increase or significant decrease in the cost of the second move.
1: One example would be Tyrogue. Tyrogue has a split evolution line of Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, or Hitmontop. That one specifically is tied to its stats. If it's high in HP, it'll turn into Hitmontop. If it's high in defense, it'll turn to Hitmonchan. If it's high in attack IVs, it'll turn into Hitmonlee. If you unlock the second move as its baby, it is only 10,000 Stardust, whereas if you evolve it, it's 75,000.
0: That's the same boat with uh, Ryalu and Lucario. Yep. Um, and a few other sh- things, too. Huge resource-saving opportunity. Yeah. So, Especially so. because you can't just catch a Lucario currently. Correct. You have to hatch the Ryalu first. Then you can,
1: but that also again ties into what we mentioned a few minutes earlier about how it's from an egg, so its IVs are going to have that ceiling/slash floor that you have to work with. But for the cost, that's one of those things where you have to establish the cost of PvP: is it worth this rank one Hitmonchan to spend 75,000 stardust or use this rank 300 Tyrogue that'll turn into a Hitmonchan? For the reduced cost. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: okay. Some options require XL candies. XL candies hot are. Topic. Hot topic. XL candies were implemented into the game January? I want to say last year. Um, so within the last year or so. Um. XL Candies are the resource that is required to level a Pokemon up beyond level 40, which was the previous level cap. The thing to know with XL Candies is you cannot get XL Candies. You you get XL Candies just like any other method via catch, via hatch, via transfer of a particular Pokemon. They are tied to that particular Pokemon species um, or evolution line. XL Candies cannot be acquired except by trainers that are level 40 and above. Mm-hmm. If you are level 39 and below, you cannot get XL candies. This is not me being spiteful. This is the mechanics of the game. XL candies are built to be what would be considered a end game resource. Yep. Basically saying, okay, you've hit the, the core gameplay progression here is additional grind for players that want to get past and do uh, extraneous stuff.
1: And unfortunately, for PvP, XLs are one of a key factor.
0: In some instances, XLs are required. Some options require XL candies. There's other insta- There's. We'll point out resources when they. When we need to, as far as the cost of XLs, the transition of regular candy to XL candy, um, who knows that you know uh, conversion might change. Currently, it sucks. It just it's plain bad. and simple sucks. Um, the instances in which you get XL candies are uncommon,
1: few and far between.
0: I, uh, yeah, the amount of XL candies you need are. Usually ridiculous.
1: I mean, the one nice thing about the XL candy cost, if you are going to level 50 on something, it is the same for every species.
0: Yes. The XL candy cost for from level 40 to level 50 is what? 296. 296.
1: A lot. And that's consistent through every species.
0: Now, the one thing is not every species needs to get above level 40 to be relevant within Great or even Ultra League. Correct. The other thing to keep in mind is some Pokemon do require some XL Candy, but not a ton. In the case of something like Castform, which is incredibly relevant in each of its typing, Castform requires maybe 10 XL Candy.
1: I think it's level 42, 44.
0: Yeah. The benefit is... In the case of cash form and even things like Azumaril, you can take into consideration that IVs don't matter per se and use something that has a higher attack and thus will reach that CP requirement you're looking for at a lower level.
1: Right. And still perform
0: and still perform. So Azumaril. Ideally, these days, your rank one Azumarill, I think is like a a one fifteen fourteen or something like that. Okay. Um. So it's at very low attack, very high HP and stamina, uh, HP and defense, um, with a fairly high XL candy requirement.
1: I want to say it's forty six or forty eight.
0: It's okay, so it's not as high as it is. Okay. Versus something like Medicham, where you would want it to be 50. level 50. Um, if you have somewhere around 5 to 7 attack stat with a fifteen fifteen in defense and HP, that Pokemon only needs to be around level 39 Yeah, for Azumarill. Cast form, if you have a couple of points in attack with near maxed out HP and defense, another instance where you can get by with a 38-39 level... Cast form still performs very well, doesn't require those XL candies. So,
1: and something else we'll kind of reference not only in the, probably the next episode, but also as a resource there are tools out there that tell you if I have a 51515 15 rainy cast form, I can go plug that data in somewhere and it'll tell me out of all available options how well graded this one is. And I'm guessing on just a guess. For 515-15 cast form, I'm looking at, of all the combinations of IVs possible, below probably 200 or 300, so top 200 to 300 ranking of all combinations. Now, it's not necessarily the rank one, which is not the ideal stats, but I generally consider anything within 500 to be a good solid performer. Out of all combinations of IVs.
0: I aim for, like, my initial stuff to be sub 200 rank. And then as far as power up, the ideal ones that I would love for is usually sub uh, 50, is what I aim for. Um, So I have basically this sort of, like, alternating bullseye of I'd love the rank one. I aim more for... The, um, a more for, within the rank fifty, beyond that maybe hundred and twenty, and then two hundred is basically where I narrow out. But realistically, anything within anything's good if it's powered up and double moved. Um, so, um, and as we said before, research, calculate, budget um one resource that is uber fantastic that comes out for just about every major meta um within self specifically um great league i think he does stuff for some of the gbl um individual metas as well uh jerry seawolf's nifty or thrifty articles are fantastic Uh, breakdown of pokemon that are um thrifty as far as less expensive uh, overall resource and nifty that have good, um, good use case, good win scenarios, um, interesting move combos for each given meta. So I believe, yep, that puts us at our intermission, not for tonight, but for episodes, um, we have completed part one of, I would say our two part intro to pokemon go pvp that was a lot of content uh jesse you are you are done for the night you look spent
1: i'm just tired
0: yeah it's been a long week for you i imagine um that was also i don't know maybe a little dry um if you guys have feedback for the next episode do feel free to give it if there's points that you want clarification let us know um Contact us at battle underscore science on Twitter. Uh, Email us at battlescience.podcast at gmail.com. Get over on the Discord. That is linked down below. Um, If you don't like this format because you're used to our normal podcasts, um, you will get a regularly scheduled Battle Science podcast in two weeks with, I imagine, all of the content you could ever want. Hopefully. Hopefully, because we'll have probably <laughs> Sylph announcements. We'll have Go Battle League announcements. We'll have season three, the th- the third three-month season for Pokemon Go. Um, We'll have a lot of stuff to Not talk about.
1: That, we are eight days as of this recording away from hearing back from hashtag Heroes hmm we are going to hear from our task force that have been meeting with Niantic and sharing the community's thoughts and feelings. I'm excited to hear that. I almost want to do a live react.
0: I don't, they'll probably just shadow drop it like at eight o'clock in the morning on know. August 31st or September 1st. Who knows? Um, I'd love for it to just be a big middle <laughs> finger. And the next season, the more you interact with stops, the larger the radius will be. And it's like, cool, this game is dead. Who knows? Stay tuned. We'll just have to wait and see. So uh, next week, probably, we will have the second half of the intro to PvP. The things we will um, cover next episode are the battle format, um, More in-depth on fast and charge moves, so um, good moves, bad moves, what makes a good move, what makes a bad move. Um, some more details on uh, charge moves, um, because we didn't talk a whole lot about charge moves. Um, resource management between uh, the two shields you're given, your 60-second swap timer, and the energy that you gain from fast moves as well as the Silpharena's staple best of 3 battles format so you won one game one or so so you won game 1 now what um along with additional resources and such um for next weeks 101 um before we wrap up here we do have since this is technically a regularly scheduled Battle Sense podcast um the community question um last episode we asked um or I asked um are the community questions worth it um we don't get a whole lot of responses usually um sometimes we go memey sometimes we go more serious um we got I i mean for a community question an overwhelmingly positive response of keep doing it so um we're gonna keep doing it uh let's see some of the requests were sort of alternating between a reasonable question and a hot and spicy sort of meme question um uh which then devolved into is a hot dog a sandwich which is a great topic um it's a little late to continue that but i would argue a hot dog with the bun has torn in half it is a sandwich um someone was arguing pop tarts were sandwiches jmar says uh pop tarts are more like big sweet ravioli technically (laughs) uh euros and tacos having had my first euro within the last two weeks Wow, it was tasty, and two. Uh, it's very similar to a taco in format. So, there's conversation there. This is um, content
1: that you get only by joining the Battle Science Discord.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, a a euro is just a Greek taco, and I'm sure people have brought that up before. I'm not the first one to 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 chart these waters. Um um, but But on the community question note. On the community question note for this episode, we are not going to stop. I have a community question for the listeners of the Battle Science Podcast. Um, having listened to Jiggly Dad's stream last night that primarily focused on the sulfurina factions, um, I learned a couple of really cool things about the factions um the fact that it uh some of the meta breakdowns um the fact that wing attack which is a factions team a pretty highly ranked factions team that is basically mostly made up out of like battle science listeners to my knowledge okay um it's like pacific northwest crew and then winston i think (laughs) okay so it's like uh, Seattleite, Seattleite, Seattleite. I think there might be a Portland, uh Portlander, and Winston, who's in like I. I'm gonna get your 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 <laughs> you're area get wrong. All I'm gonna get your area wrong. I think it's like the Virginia area. I think
1: go to his friend, go to your friends list. My um, gift.
0: I will give you my address so that you can snail mail me a a slap in the face. <laughs> um, actually, you're right. Let me check the gifts. Um. <laughs> Because you're the, gifts. the one person that doesn't open uh, them. Yes. Uh, we go, Winston. He has sent me a gift recently, and it is, in fact, Virginia. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, so does uh, that mean
1: you get to snail mail him a smack?
0: No. Why would I snail mail him a, maybe a a snack? Jeez. Here's a fruit snack in an envelope. Snack. Pokemon Fruit snack. Um, this is my gift to you, <laughs> not a Pokemon Go gift, but a fruit snack. Um, one. Did you know Wing Attack apparently has their own intro song thing? Yeah, I've heard. For
1: it. what? You you sent it to me, didn't you? No, no, it was uh, one of the players in the group sent it to me. I didn't know. Yeah. Apparently, they
0: also do YouTube videos of their battles and stuff, which I also didn't know. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. So, I wanted to know from, I probably hear from the members of Wing Attack, um, but then also from the rest of the Battle Science listeners, um, do you guys want to hear more stuff on the um, Silpharina factions? Um, It's this thing that, like, Jesse and I don't participate in, um, but has been gaining some more traction. It's in its first season. Um, So... It, and it has its own metas that are different than the standard Silpharina metas. Um so would you guys want to hear more about that? Would you guys want to hear about those uh metas? Um do you guys want to hear from people from the factions? Um maybe at some point we'll do a bonus episode if the crew from ring, Wing Attack want to come on and just I don't know, round round table uh shoot the snot um about factions and stuff. I'd love to hear some more stuff about it. Cause I don't
1: hear some experiences and whatnot.
0: Yeah. I know very little. So, um, do you want to hear more about factions? That's, that's my, that's my, that's my community question. So, um, also go listen to jiggly dad. Um, his stream from last night is up on YouTube. He talked with, uh, PVP, Steve, um, the Aussie, who does a lot of the Meta Simplified with uh, MS Paint, um, which he has said he will continue to do MS Paint. Nothing will make him transition over to Photoshop, um, which is great. There's just a charm with MS Paint that you just can't get anywhere else. Um, And then with, uh, I believe his handle was Styx, um, who also does faction. uh, He's part of his own faction team. um, And... I think is doing content creation as well with the factions format. Um, So, and then PVP Steve does, I think some of the streaming with Sylph for the factions um, format. So... um, In the
1: last 30 seconds, you said um seven times.
0: You counted it? (laughs) That doesn't surprise me.
1: I'm sorry. I just started listening intently and paying attention as like, he's still doing it.
0: I am have I shown you? No, but here. we should probably wrap up first. Uh no, real quick. Real quick. I'm it's concerned. Here, here, and if I go here No, where is it? Um <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm thinking t-shirts. Probably a mug too. What do you think? I'll do a mug. Do a mug. Okay. I'd do a mug. Breakfast with Battle Science with some um mugs.
1: I'd put that on my table desk at work, and people would be like, "What's that about?" And I'll be like, "Let oh, me tell you." Um. <laughs>
0: uh. Suffice it to say. I know I keep teasing merch and people are like, oh, yeah, merch. It's going to happen. I just have to like, click a couple more buttons, basically, um, and not be as busy. It's not hard.
1: I like that one.
0: Yeah. I said if we were going to do merch, this was going to be one of them. Yeah. So have I shown you some of the other stuff?
1: No. Are you showing this on stream?
0: No. There's this one. the fourth most listened to video game podcast in hong kong in november of 2020 according to statistics battle science that's a lot (laughs) hey man they'll print it on a (laughs) t-shirt i'll have it be put on a t-shirt what number was that the fourth most listened to fourth most listened to video game podcast in hong kong in november of 2020 according to statistics we got an email from like one of those like Your podcast is trending in Hong Kong in this category, this category, this category, this category. Now, of course, these days, they probably don't call it Hong Kong. It's now part of China because it's been like annexed or whatever. That whole situation is. It sucks. Okay. But that's a whole other topic for a time where both of us are, you know, less tired and also not talking about Pokemon Go. Yes. But as of november 2020 in the month of november 2020 according to statistics the battle science podcast was the fourth most listened to video game podcast in all of hong kong that's pretty impressive i don't think it's accurate but that's why there's an asterisk that says it's according <laughs> to statistics so you know if you wanted to come after me for it you could but i've got an email that says otherwise so so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to click some buttons. Um, there I go again. T-shirts, mugs, stickers. There's a couple of other options, but I don't really want to go absolutely ham as far as. We want merch you to options. buy our first stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a cool opportunity to to do some merch stuff. So, yeah.
1: also promote extra life.
0: Yes. The Battle Science 2021 Extra Life Campaign for Seattle Children's Hospital. We are raising money for Seattle Children's Hospital. Go help those sick and injured, big, beautiful kids. Um, You can go to, I believe, the link in the description to go donate to Extra Life. We are getting, I think our goal is what, 898, close to 900, because that is the national Pokedex, as according to the end of Sword and Shield. Uh does that count the new f- that doesn't count the new forms from Legends Arceus. I'm not updating our goal unless we surpass our goal. Uh um, won't be
1: out. Well, that won't be out until January, so it won't matter.
0: Right, it won't matter. So then our goal for next year will actually just be incrementally higher. Just yeah. slightly higher. Um <laughs> Go donate the extralife.org link in the description. The other thing you can do is go over until September begins. Go over to our YouTube page, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the more individual dollars I will have to donate to Extra Life. Um, make me broke, I dare you. Um, <laughs> the uh, if we get, we're looking to get a hundred subscribers so that we can get the YouTube.com/slash Battle Science um, link um, because currently our link is some gobbledygook of code, so that it's YouTube.com/slash channel slash whatever um
1: we're trying to get the vanity url we're trying
0: the vanity url thank you um if we get to 100 subscribers we get that vanity url we are currently at 50 which means i have to donate 15 dollars. every subscriber we get i donate a dollar um and that is until we reach september 1st so go subscribe to the battle science youtube page and make me go broke I dare you. I guess that should really be the campaign title.
1: Make me go broke. I dare you. (laughs) Make me go
0: broke. I dare you. Hashtag Um, break Steven. So far, $15 is not going to put a dent in my income. So you're going to have to try harder. Um,
1: And it's all for good cause.
0: Yes. Please and thank you. Make me. I'm making you make me donate money to those big, beautiful kids. So please and thank you um this has been an episode of the battle science podcast a pokemon go pvp podcast where we talk about pokemon go pokemon go pvp and all the things that surround it thank you for joining us we will be back next week next week week asterisk probably at about thursday for the second half of the preseason primer the week after for all the news you could possibly hope for for pokemon go updates and i got nothing else for you uh thank you everybody for tuning in we will catch you out there on the battlefield